The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. But a special thank you to our Patreon producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Coach Mo, Devin Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, Zach Bradshaw, and Nick Fahaba. I got to say it like that because I'm, I'm from New England. You know what it is. So thank you to those guys. But thank you to everybody who supports us over on Patreon, of course. Now, if you didn't know, for just for just this right here. We're, we're on Twitch, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do a live joke. So if you're listening, you should be on twitch.tv slash PSVG for this many dollars. This is less than I throw at Lucas every PSVG Prime show as he dances for me. You get access to the PSVG DLC feed, which features special episodes of PSVG DLC. Newest one dropped uh, featuring a two-parter with Dev, which I have to say, I'm offended that I had the shortest show not out of everybody. Apparently, by the time we get to the end of this, there's going to be like an eight-hour show. But, you know, whatever. Go listen to it. Hey, man, give the people what they want if they like it. I, sure. Sure. I guess. If you say so. But you also get bored with everything. Uh, lots of great shows and content being dropped, you know, multiple times a week uh, for our Patreon supporters over there. So if you are interested in helping support us and get more of that great PSVG content, because you just can't get enough. The other seven shows a week we put out is clearly not enough. You need another five to go with it. Head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. But now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast confirmed to have shot first. It is I, your host, the Han Solo of PSVG, Kevin Austin. And of course, with me, Han Solo never leaves without his Wookiee, Mr. Lucas Rose. I'm so happy you could do that. That worked out well. Sometimes. Sometimes I do that and then I just go like that and it doesn't. Like you're yawning. Doesn't, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I tried it and it worked. And I'm happy for it. Now, we have a third, so you can't have Star Wars without your Princess Leia in a gold bikini. But since we couldn't do that, we have the boss man, Donnie Reese, on the show. How are we doing? Greetings, Kooblings. What's going on, gentlemen? I'm glad you changed out of the gold bikini before we went live. When you said you wanted to show live and you showed up like that, I was greatly disturbed, I will say. You didn't think it looked well? I don't think we're ready for that stage. We don't mm-hmm. have the explicit tag marked off, so I'm a little hesitant. You know, in case there's kids watching or Sean Capri, we don't want to, you know. For the record, I voted you keep it, so. Save it for the house party? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. That's mm-hmm. that's a much, much better cool sign. Idea. I'm excited to uh, – I'm going on board with everything this week, and I'm and I'm – for the first time of for me going on, I'm actually going on because I, I have something I want to talk to them about. <laughs> So, not because you were forced to. Well, no, not forced. <laughs> For the first just, time I have a reason to want to go on the show. Like the the other the, the two times I've been on, they were like, "Hey, like if you can make it," and I was like, "Sure." And they're like, "Do you, do you have a topic?" I'm like, "Uh, you not no, I, I don't know." And I, I I always struggle with that. Like somebody's like, "Hey, just find something to talk about," and you think it'd be oh, so yeah, easy. Yeah. Grab anything out of the air, and it's like, "Ah, uh, I don't know." 
But actually, um, I've been saving this one for a bit, and I'm really excited that nobody has kind of talked about it in Discord yet. I don't know how much anybody would actually do, like, kind of what I've done, but um, I want to talk to them about something something that I've, that I've watched, and I'm excited to talk to them about it. Ooh, teasing. Teasing content. Something you watched. Mm-hmm. Tiger King. <laughs> Lion King. Ooh. I'm thinking about watching Tiger King again. That's how, like, (laughs) bare bones quarantine has been, man. I've watched, like, all of my favorite movies. Like, I've watched everything. I'm just like, I don't, I guess we'll watch this again. I don't know what else to do now. (laughs) I got to get to the movies I wanted to watch. Like, I I said, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy Bad Boys 3. I'm going to buy Birds of Prey. Haven't done either yet. And then it actually required you to actually buy it. And you were like, no. No, I have the Amazon (laughs) credits, too. Like, Bad Boys will be, like, a dollar. Because I have so much of the Amazon, because I've been ordering from Amazon as, sure. as everybody during this, and I'm saying no rush. So they keep giving me digital credits. So I keep just accumulating more and more funds that are just dollars off digital content. So I'm like, by the time I go to rent this thing, it's like a dollar. So I'm like, well, yeah, I feel I'll, I'll, I'll own it. It's not even a rental. So I could rent it for cheaper, but. I feel the opposite. And I'm going to save it for board with everything, but I feel like like a Lucas Rose over here. I have just been crushing movies after movies after movies. Left nice. Right, just all for weeks now. So, But are you watching the oh, same man. level of stuff? As bad that boys, Lucas is watching. Oh, Have no, 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 Lucas is watching. Not as bad boys. <laughs> Anything from the Criterion Collection? What? <laughs> the Criterion Collection. Exactly. Yeah, which cool. is. Uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> Fair enough. So instead of movies, let's talk about stuff we do know that everybody knows. Let's talk about games, guys. That's what we're here to do. Games. We'll jump right into what we've been playing. Video games. Video games. So let's let's start off with one I know all three of us have been playing, so we can kind of talk about that. And get it out of the way. Streets of Rage 4. It's amazing. Mm, it's baby. good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I beat it and I could have, I should have just crushed it in the whole session sitting down. I, I literally played for two hours or an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. And then I put it down the next morning. I got up and I beat the last level, not realizing it was going to be the last level. So, um, crushed it. And I've gone back and done a couple stages here and there. I will say it's really good. Have you done it's, the battle mode? No, I haven't done the battle mode yet. No, neither have I. I wanted to know kind of what that was. I guess you just like fight each other. I think it's just yeah, it's like a it's a I know it's a versus mode. Okay, I'd link yeah. up with somebody online. It looked like the uh, double dragon battle yeah. mode kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I will say it's good. It it's Streets of Rage. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. It's not better than Streets of Rage. It's but that's not a good worse thing. Than every other Streets of Rage. It's Streets of Rage. Right. That's, I mean, what, that's what it's called. It's it's, that's supposed exactly. to be. I am extremely disappointed. I can't unlock the kangaroo. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him, the and I was like, oh, he's got to be unlockable. And I looked up. He's not unlockable. Mm. Uh, yeah. What was I his name? Be... Jack, I think. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. The the boxing kangaroo. But yeah. yeah, I crushed it. I enjoyed it. It's it's great. I'm glad it was on Game Pass. Sure. Because it's such a quick knock it out. Like there's nothing wrong with it. But how much is it if you buy it? Twenty five dollars. Twenty five. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know you hate it when I talk prices, but it's like I don't hate it when you talk prices. And I I crushed it in. Two I don't understand hours. why why I get saddled with that. I don't hate it when you. I talk prices all the time. I I, I think it's. Okay. I hate it when game reviews like take a stance that they won't talk about prices. Like it's like it should be thrown oh, okay. out or something. That doesn't yeah, make yeah, any yeah. sense. You would never review any product without talking about how much it costs. Like it's, it's like it really really kind of throws me off in that. I feel like if I was going to buy it for twenty five, I'd just go all all out and get the uh, physical version. I thought about it. Like I saw the limited run, like the Clickers edition stuff, and you get a steel mm-hmm. book, you get a Genesis case, you get a statue. I was like, that's pretty awesome. How much is that running for? It's a hundred. Hundred. But yeah, they're not out yet though either, too, right? Like they're mm-hmm. delayed because of the whole. Yeah, and, I thought the, I saw somebody comment on how much. Itself 
just the copy of the game. I think it's 40, I want to say, 30 or 40. And then, um, but you can get it like Switch, you know, Xbox, you can get mm. a physical copy. Um, yeah. It just, I, it, like, it, it was great. It was very good. Like, I, I had a lot of fun, brought me right back. And I, I had recently played, um, due to some uh, hacking of the SNES Classic, like, I mm-hmm. went and replayed, like, all the final fights, all that kind of stuff um, with my brother in law. So, like, we kind of crushed those. And it was like, it brought me right back to doing that. I told him, I was like, hey, you got to download some Game Pass. So let's play it co op and, and go through it or come over and play it. Like, we got to do this and, and play it again. So, I'm waiting for him to do that. But, uh, yeah, it was good. You know, I mean, it's it's Streets of Rage. Like, you don't get a great story out of it. You're not expecting it. It's just a great, solid beat em up, punch em up with some infuriating people, characters in the game that, like, <laughs> you're like, I'm able to crush all these people, but these darn girls that jump and drop kick, they get me every darn time. Like, I don't understand what it is. They're super annoying. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a great game. If you have Game Pass, no brainer. Download it, play it if you like any sort of nostalgia trip. Uh, soundtrack was really good. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is pretty so. epic. That was my biggest worry, honestly. <laughs> and you can and you can switch it to the retro soundtrack too. If you if for some reason you don't like it in the settings, you can actually put on the retro soundtrack. So you got all the old jams around there. Yeah, which is cool. I played with um, Jack and yeah. um, took some pictures, and we played over two days together, and we had a great time. I'm gonna double dip on it. I'm gonna get it on on Switch too. I, I love that. Again, it is in Game Pass. I love the Game Pass, so I was really happy to get it. I feel like I get a lot of value out of Game Pass when I get a game that I love that I want to play a lot, you know, especially mm-hmm. day one release too. It makes me even feel better about being a Game Pass subscriber. And really all that does is it empowers me having on Xbox to wait and get it on Switch when it's on sale. And I can just right. pick it up because it'll go on sale for like 7 or $8 at some point, Black Friday or something like that. And I'll just pick up another copy that way as well because I think on the on the portable, it's going to look – I mean, Digital Founder has already pointed out it looks fantastic on Switch. Yeah. There's no resolution drop. There's no frame drop. It's it's a perfect port to Switch. Um, you know, so it's not it's – not, you're not losing anything by picking it up mm-hmm. over there. And uh, I, I mean, I, I love Streets of Rage. I always have. Um, this is just kind of mindless, fun video game. I love the music. It's always a big part of it. I love the neon. I really love the art style on the on this new one. I like yeah. how everything's done, like this comic stuff. I, I was thinking, I wish, I don't want to say voice acting, but I wish the comic panels were maybe narrated. It would have sure. been nice to have something, um, you know, besides just the the text boxes with with text. But uh, to be honest with you, we didn't care. We had a lot of fun. Uh, it's probably the first game I ever played and beat with my son as a co-op. And oh, wow. um I had a lot of fun doing it, and I was really, really excited that he really liked it. He's never played Streets of Rage. Mm. And, uh, you know, all everything he does is all um, Battle Royale. That's, like, all he does. Fortnite, mm. Warzone, Apex. God, like, who like, does that stuff? That's 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 <laughs> his gaming repertoire uh, over the past in Minecraft. Battle Royale and Minecraft, that's what he plays. And I honestly wasn't sure if he'd even be into it. I was like, I don't know. And there were times he was stressed, man. Um, he always seemed to die first, and uh, it's going to carry him along. And there was one time, though, one time. Against Shiva, I died, and he had to carry us through the rest of the boss battle. He had like, I had gotten, we'd gotten Shiva down to like a quarter, hmm. and he had to take Shiva out on a quarter by himself in that last fight. And it was, dude, it was coming to blows. Like at the very, they were both like just inches away, and he started like tense, and he got up on his knees. And when he when he landed the final blow, he literally just like jumped up, and he was like, "Yes, I did it!" And like he was into, it, and I was like. This is the Streets of Rage experience, and oh uh, yeah, the 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 
there are some stages. The one stage that has like all of like, the like the goo and like the gas oh, coming out of the pipes God, and yeah. stuff. He ah, kept getting yeah. knocked back and forth between mm-hmm. the gases, and he oh, was yeah. losing his mind. He's like, "This this isn't even fun. Like this isn't even fair. I don't understand <laughs> why people are doing." Like he's just throwing. I'm like, "This is the streets of rage experience." Well, back in my day, kid, that's how games were. <laughs> and he just kept going on, and he's like, "Just why are there so many people?" I was like, "This is what this game is. You got to learn to love." This game, this is what this game does. And uh, we beat it, and he was really excited about it. He wants to go back through it again uh, with different characters. Um, I played, um, I forget the characters' names. So we have Axel, we have Blaze, Blaze. we have uh, Adam, and who's the guitar? Cherry? Is that Cherry? Yep. Cherry was my favorite. Jerry and then the, the the robot guy, the cyborg guy, because yeah, Adam is that's Jax. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. His name's not Jax, but it might well be. <laughs> that's that's who Jack. Uh, that's who Jack played as is the dude with the big mm-hmm. arms. Um, I played as Cherry, and I played as we kept switching early on, like the first three stages. We kept mm-hmm. going back and forth, back and forth. So I played as Axel, played as Adam after we unlocked him, and I played as Cherry and Blaze. I played as Blaze. I normally have always played as Blaze, like when given the chance. Yeah, I've always played as Blaze. Um, but I, I tried Cherry. I want to say around stage four, stage five, and that was it. I was like, I'm playing as Cherry. Like, she's got this incredible like knee kick, man. Her, yeah, like, this... and she can run. Yeah, the only characters can't yeah. run. I noticed that. Yeah, we were we uh, Josh and I played together, and I, he was like, "What are you talking about? You can run." And I'm like, "No, I I'm, promise you, I'm, I'm practicing can't run. double forward." Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. not happening, dude. That that knee strike is freakish. I mean, it is real, real good. I was thinking the Switch actually – so the Switch port is like you said, spot on is perfect. I was thinking you might actually have the edge playing on the Switch because with the Joy-Con drifts, they just – the characters will just keep walking. You don't have to worry hey, about having to press idle at that. It's like an auto, auto, like a, an auto yeah, scroller, auto. auto run. Yeah. yeah. An auto run brawler first on the Nintendo Switch. Now, Lucas, did you beat it or did you stop? I know you stopped the first night with Josh. Did you go back and finish it? Or? Uh, we went back and played – so we played it twice. We have to go back and finish it. Um, but we've – Got almost to the end. I think we're like three stages or two stages away from the end, something like mm. that. So we've played a pretty good chunk of it. And one of the things that I was happy to see was, one, you can change your character, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. But you can turn off friendly hit, which is yes, like the best God. ever. Because that would have been <laughs> awful if you couldn't. Uh, I couldn't even. There's so many times where I've we were playing, and I'm like, wow, if friendly hit was on right now, this would be terrible. Forget it. Um yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I think it feels very fluid. I do wish you could dash. Uh, I was kind of bummed. That was one of the first things I noticed was that yeah. I couldn't dash because I didn't place Cherry. But uh, yeah, all everybody's um, special moves are useful Those and are cool. cool. And it's mm. it's so good that you can juggle people in the air. Yeah. I think you weren't able to do that before. I don't remember um, it, no. But it, it makes it feel, since your moves are fairly limited, I mean, you just have you know, combo XXX or whatever. And then uh, your couple of special attacks, like the, uh, uh, I know Blaze has that forward kick. Yeah. It's almost like the yeah. Sonic kick Adam does like this giant big boot, man. He like, hold yeah. that special, and he just <laughs> kicks the piss out of people. It's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> kicks the piss out of them. I love it. But being able to juggle really makes it feel like you have more to work for instead mm-hmm. of, you know, a bunch of moves that you, probably can't remember how to do anyway that saved but. me with the uh the the dude that you fight in the rave like the club that does all the powers yes, the and DJ. stuff yep. i jumped on top of him like and just kept like down hitting him and just like like a shovel knight 
or like <laughs> you know, like a, <laughs> Ducktales just started beating the snot of him that way because he was, yeah, man, he was uh, he he tore Jack to pieces, Jack. Because I was like, look, okay, that was a tough one. I was like, you have to dodge the attacks. Jack's just like running right at him, just constantly. I'm like, stop. This is <laughs> why I order. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I only played as Blaze in the the arms guy, and uh, I liked them both, but I think I prefer Blaze. I will say I think it might be slightly easier than the originals. I mean, I guess that's not to be too surprised surprising, yeah. but I remember dying a lot more in uh, Streets of Rage two specifically. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Um, the only frustrating thing is the so you're on a 2D plane and you can go up and down a little bit. Every once in a while, I think I'm going to hit somebody and I don't like I'm just yeah. whipping because I feel like I'm on the same, you know, right across height. from them. But I'm not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Height. Yeah. So other Could than that, yeah, it's a great game. Too. That happened to me a lot with the bosses. Like you try and get close to the boss, but not too close because they'll do like like the snake lady with the electric attacks when you fight the yes. two of them. Like you got to get close to them, but you don't want to be in that exact plane. So you got to try and come up. And I kept thinking I would hit him and I'd miss him a few times and kind of run into that. Um, I, I replayed two like a couple years ago. I have the 3D version on 3DS, which I've often recommended as oh, one yeah, of the better right. classics that you can get I on 3DS. I forgot they did that. It's mm. really, really good. It's like it's way better. They did a bunch of them. I really like Excite Bike. I always think that was a really great 3D one. Um, but like they did Kirby, Dreamland, and I think they did like Sonic, of course. Um, but Streets of Rage in 3D is actually quite fantastic. Um, I think on the 3DS, and um, I don't remember like. I don't remember it being that much more difficult and definitely not like longer. I mean, it's Streets of Rage is kind of what it is. It's, yeah. you know, it's arcadey. It's meant to be played through multiple times, different characters. Did I was going to ask, did you guys find the retro levels? I found a couple. I found uh, two, I think. Three of them. I'm not sure how many there are, but I know there's at least yeah. four. I found the fourth one, but I didn't have the, the stun gun to get it. But the first time I was talking about Jack, the first time I did it, Jack thought that was nuts. Um, I didn't know how I got it. It just happened. So I didn't know the, the stun gun is tied so to So you it. get the stun gun and then um, there are they're not even really all that hidden, although sometimes there are. Um, but on a, on a few select levels, you will see an arcade machine. Like, yeah. that's like lit mm-hmm. up, not right, just right. like, right. You hit that with the stun gun and it'll throw you back into the retro level. You fight the retro bosses. Everything is, yeah. everything is eight bit, you know, except for your characters. Your characters stay the same. And if you beat oh. the boss, you get extra stars. So you get extra, yeah. extra attacks. So we got three I of saw those. the stun gun was tied to it, but okay. Yeah. So we, we had a lot of fun. Jack thought it was so cool because it like waves out. Like you hit yeah. the thing. And it's like, and then you come back. <laughs> he was like, and I think he must have heard this. Song. I don't know where he got this from. He must have heard it on a Fortnite video or something. He's like, dad, dad, we found an Easter egg. That's an Easter. I was like, well, not really. It's like a hidden area. But he's like, no, it's an Easter. I'm like, whatever, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, son. Sure, son. Keep kicking. <laughs> Just kick that girl. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> so <laughs> what else you been playing, Lucas, besides Streets of Rage? Um, I mostly sank some time into XCOM Chimera Squad. Mm. Uh, I I pre-ordered that because I've loved XCOM ever since I played the first Enemy Unknown. And I did play them as a kid back when they were there were so many of the original XCOM games for MS-DOS and early Windows platforms. But I was too dumb to play them, honestly. Like it, those games were so complicated, and there was so many systems going on that uh, I, I, you know, farted around with them, but I never really got anywhere in them because they had confusing uh, open worlds where you had like the same world where you're just waiting for time to go by as you, uh, um, 
try to research technology and wait for UFO sightings and stuff. So, uh, you know, I never knew what I was doing, but uh, I had the chance to check it out and I, I loved it. I don't know. Something clicked with it. That uh, strategy gaming really uh, goes well for me, I guess. And um, so I figured, you know what? This looks a little bit different. It's it's cheap. It's like $20 regularly, but it mm. was on sale for half off if you pre-ordered oh, wow. it. Plus, I got my Humble Bundle uh, subscriber discount, too. So it ended up being $8 for me. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. No, I was like, even if it's bad, I, I, I mean, it's more XCOM. So it really is. It really is more XCOM, except for in this game... Um, you have characters instead of just random soldiers that you can kind of that are pre randomized for you. And then mm-hmm. you can go in and edit them if you wanted to in the, the uh, first and second game. These are actual characters. They're voiced. There's cutscenes, but they're more uh, you just see a kind of hand drawn picture of the character talking and it's voiced, but it's basically just, you know, text boxes or whatever. Yeah. It's like a voiceover as opposed to actually animated animated yeah exactly um so you know that that allows your characters to actually feel like characters they're not just you know grunts that you're sending off some of them might not come back and you're just like well whatever uh you know the story is a lot to me is a bit more interesting it's on a smaller scale you're dealing with just a city Uh, i think it's city 31 so you have the different districts as opposed to like a map with different countries and you're dealing with um very in the in the uh, tutorial mission you're basically uh going to help this uh political situation that is occurring where uh the mayor gets assassinated i think not a not a huge spoiler uh but that basically sets off an investigation for three different possible groups that would be behind what's happening uh so that's kind of what this newly formed Camara squad is doing, trying to figure out what's going on in the city. Why was this person assassinated? Let's get to the bottom of it. You choose one of the three and there you go. And you start investigating what their, what their deal is. Yeah. Uh, it takes place after XCOM two, after uh, I think the, the bad guys in that game were advent. So after those sold or that group kind of dissipated, then this is the world that's left after that. So you have aliens as characters uh, that that will play um, that you can add to your squad and also the advent soldiers, which I'm not really sure what's going on there, but they're clearly not human or something. Uh, They look slightly different, Uh, but that's okay. We don't, uh, we don't (laughs) mind that. (laughs) Um, Just assume their race. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But the biggest change, the biggest change for Chimera is Uh, A lot, the whole game obviously plays out just like XCOM does in the um, tactical sense. You still pretty much the controls are ripped right from XCOM 2. However, the biggest difference is that they added in this breach mode where on the map you will set up and do like a SWAT tactical team breach. And you come out butt first. Uh, if you're lucky, sometimes you come out and there's, uh, an umbrella cord wrapped around Mm. your, your neck. Uh, but so you you see your guys in a very cinematic way set up along the walls and it's up to you to kind of choose where, what characters go during the breach. So you'll have like three different zones, a front door, side door, and a window, let's say, and there'll be different slots. 
So the window might only have one slot, which means only one person can be assigned. The side door might have two. And those three zones also have different advantages and disadvantages for when you break through the door. So after the breach, you might get plus 25 defense. Or mm-hmm. uh, if, you're, if your uh, attack hits, it's always a critical, that type of thing. So you choose where everybody goes and the breach commences. Uh, they kick open the door, whatever, or blow it open, and your characters go in, and you get the first, you get the first attack. You you catch them off guard. You get bonuses. It's very action, uh, camera heavy, and uh, it's really cool. It's kind of a nice change. It happens more than once in a combat session. So you'll be chasing fleeing enemies that will go into another building, and then you have another breach, and it it's kind of. It doesn't take so long that it feels like it's adding some kind of action element that kind of breaks up each section within that map. So I've actually been really enjoying it. Um, And the other awesome thing is that they finally made it where the turn order is per character instead of by side. Uh, So you don't just have everybody go one side and then enemies all go because a lot of that ends up feeling like... uh, in the original two XCOMs, you would find aliens that were hidden on the map and they would immediately be allowed to go. And it's like, if you found them, it felt like a disadvantage for you because you could be getting shot at. You might just be trying to uncover part of the map. You find three dudes and you only have one person there and then suddenly they're dead, you know? So, uh, it's really good so far. I haven't gotten too far into it, but uh, I started one of the investigations and played a mission into it. And, you know, the research is there, uh, 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 leveling up your characters and giving them new gear. All of that stuff is there. So, so far, I can't really figure out why it's such a cheap game, except for maybe the length of, right. of the title. Uh, but other than that, I really enjoy it. The only thing is it's not as like open world as the original two. You don't have the whole world and you're not choosing between eight different missions, at least not yet. You will on the city map eventually I've noticed. And uh, you have like a certain amount of um, panic that can be in the city. So if you ignore a mission and do another one, it might raise panic in that district or whatever. So there's more than one thing to do at a time, but uh, so there's a little bit of choice, but it's not on a global scale. Like I said, now is this this is a standalone game, right? Like you don't need XCOM two or whatever. It's not an expansion. Correct. Okay. It's a standalone. Yep. That's okay. Yep. So yeah. Cool. Uh I really so far I really recommend it. I do want to play more, but uh I didn't see any red flags immediately uh off nice. of that. So then the other game I, I really wanted to play just to get a sense of what how these two stack up because they basically came out around the same time. Uh, is Gears Tactics. And I honestly, I just played right before we started uh, the show. So I've only played the tutorial, but I wanted to see what, like how different is it? And quite honestly, like the presentation, the controls, everything, like the hot bar and how how the actions like uh, uh, attack or your skills are all on the one, two, three, four, five keys. All of that stuff is basically the same. Even the way that the action takes place and the way that the camera kind of swings down and gives you more of a, uh, a view of what's going on. All of that is very similar. So you'll be right at home if you're used to XCOM mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. If you're used, if you play Gears Tactic for, Tactics first and go to Chimera, you'll be right at home. The big difference that I could see right off the bat was that uh, instead of in uh, XCOM, if you shoot as your first action, you can't move. 
if I remember correctly. It's like shooting is the the one thing that once you do that, you're done. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Here, you're given three action points, and then you're able to spend them however you want. So you could shoot first, then move, then use a skill, or you could move two space, not two spaces, but two lengths. Move twice, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, shoot or use a skill, that type of thing. So it doesn't seem like the order matters. It's just here's your three action points, and then you do whatever you do with them. So uh, it looks pretty promising. Obviously, the presentation is uh, is very good. Hmm. Um, that good because it's a gears <laughs> game and, uh, it seems like it will be more cinematic, more cutscenes, that type of thing. Right. Um, but overall, I mean, I will be playing them both. It'll, I, I don't know what order I'll be playing them in, but they're almost interchangeable kind of <laughs> like either one I can recommend. If you like this type of game, they both seem really good. I know it sounds like gears tactics is really hard. So I'm interested to see what kind of time I have with it. Uh, as far as that goes, so nice. uh, that's everything. Cool. Now, Donnie, did you did you try out Gears Tactics yet? Yeah, yeah, I played um, the first four chapters. Mm. I think I spent some time with it um, over a couple of days, and I stopped it to play The Last of Us. Um, but it's kind of what I'm doing directly after that. It's kind of the next game that I'll be playing, jumping back in and keep playing it. Um, I don't have nearly. I mean, I just bought XCOM. I played it for the first time like two days before Gears Tactics came out. For all the times for me to actually try XCOM, I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. It's on sale. And I bought it and I played it. And then I was like, somebody was like, oh, Gears Tactics out today. I was like, well, here goes XCOM. I'm not going to play that anymore. Ooh, Gears uh, might spoil XCOM for you, possibly. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to like lob, like lob any judgments towards XCOM. Um, mm-hmm. But like the sci-fi thing is probably not for me as much. Um, mm. you know, it's more like the alien races and stuff like that, which is, is fine. Um, but for whatever reason, I think it's more like the, the home base building stuff. Like having yeah. to go back and do all the alchemy and the armory and all research. The I was yeah. going to say that can bog it down really. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, this isn't, you know, the only XCOM thing that I know is that I played Mario Rabbids and I liked it. And when you tell that <laughs> to people is everybody yeah. was like, Oh, that's XCOM. You should play XCOM. And it's like, well, didn't have Mario in it though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't see any rabbits here. What's going on? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, and that's it, a much it, more. Is it funny like Mario rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. No. Right, uh, and that's much more of a streamlined version of that too. Honestly, that gets you in the action a lot faster. Yes, uh, so. and that was actually, I think, that was the first thing I said on Shaq when I was saying like, I obviously haven't played XCOM two enough to have really any opinion on it, but that mm-hmm. was the first thing I thought. I was like, this is a, it's just a lot more. Um, you know, just all the different actions. I remember like even the tutorial mission, I was supposed to, um, I don't know, I was supposed to go, I was supposed to go to a door and I kept trying to like go through the door and I couldn't, um, there's like these double sliding doors, but you had to go inside. I was like, well, the door is right here. Like what was, you're supposed to jump through the window. But the window's not open. You're literally supposed to just jump and break the window and crash go through, through it. Right. And I was like, I didn't know this. <laughs> I even know you could do that. I didn't even know that was an option. You said to go inside. <laughs> and I was trying to go through the door. You know, it's not for like super long, for like two minutes. You know, yeah. I was trying to go through the door. But there are things like that. Um, it's way more, you know, way more involved. It's just like lots and lots of things to do. And they, that seems to be the case with Gears um, as well. The only difference being... Gears is a franchise that I really enjoy, and uh, right. I love the story in Gears. And my biggest thing with Gears Tactics, uh, I will just I'll just back up everything Lucas said and save for time. I think it looks great. I think it plays great. Um, my biggest thing, the biggest hesitation I have is apparently the campaign is like thirty or forty hours, 
And I'm wow. like, is that really like a Gears story? Like, is there enough <laughs> in there? Like, is there enough? I'm going to say this and it's going to sound wrong. Is there enough like real gear story in there? Like Marcus Phoenix, like Kate gear story? Or is this just some fly of the wind? Like, hey, we're in gears, but none of this actually matters. That's to what I mean. Because any like other hours, gears game that you've ever played. Yeah, because 40 hours is like the entire gears franchise. Right. Put into one thing. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That That's was crazy. A, I, I was reading reviews. I was like, 40 hours? Oh, my God. Maybe this is just long battles like it, there's no story at oh, all, but it's like a 40 no, no. minute battle yeah. so maybe like but that's how long it takes to reach the end of the campaign yeah that's so. pretty surprising for a, a game where you don't have like an open that open world type not open right. world but where you have to do the base building nope. or wait yep. for stuff to happen you just chapter to chapter right yep you hop from wow. mission to mission now hmm. some of the reviews and i didn't like go diving for all of them i read a few of the xbox places that i like to visit and they said the story's good. That's why I started playing it. If Honestly, mm-hmm. if they were like, the story's terrible and it's not important, I never would have played it, to be quite honest with you. But they said the story is good. And I was like, ooh, that makes me want to play it because I like Gears. But can we kill Kate? How dare you? I hate you. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. She's the truth. The She's second ruining coming. the gear story for me. No. Entirely. Then I stop. can't stand her. I love her. Love her to death. I want to no. get a big old Kate picture. To go on my wall behind me here. I need That's to play fantastic. I need I'll to just ignore you more than I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I've played Gears for a very long time, and I play yeah. it for the story. I don't play it for online, and I don't play it for horror. No, I, I play it strictly for the story. So Same. the fact that this is story heavy, and there are there are cutscenes between, or at least so far that I've mm-hmm. seen, there are cutscenes between and after every battle. So it's like it very much has that like do the battle. You know, go forward. And I'm really impressed with how gearsy it feels. You know, I'm not an XCOM like truther, but XCOM didn't feel like when the actions happen, it feels like gears. Like when you cut somebody in half with your chainsaw, it feels like it feels like you're playing gears. It's not Mm. the translation from shooter to tactics feels at home with the IP. Um to, I mean, I, this is, might be saying a whole lot because I've only played it for four chapters, but I wouldn't be upset if, like, they alternated. I wouldn't be upset if the Gears franchise going forward had Gears the shooter and mm-hmm. then Gears the tactics game. Um, no different than, like, Halo the shooter and Halo Wars. Like, I'd be yeah. very happy to have kind of a side story franchise to follow along with. The issue, I think, with that is that the developer that made this, like, Microsoft doesn't own them. Um, do, I know that they, well, that's true, but I know that they just announced that they're doing like a shooter for Stadia. So like they're very kind of mm. on the market. So that doesn't mean that you couldn't, you know, use somebody else to complete the formula, but you know, it'll feel different if you they, do anyway, they no did a really what. good job. So if you want more of what they've done, apparently, you know, I mean, I'm saying they did a really good job based off the reception. The reception is that they yeah. did a really good job with this. So right. you would want to maybe keep that going if you could, but you know, like Ori, you know, maybe they can just keep paying them to do it. You know, just like, hey, they don't own sure. them either. They don't own Moon. And, yeah. you know, so I don't know if we'll ever never have another Ori. But, uh, yeah, I've liked what I've played so far. I'm eager to play more. I don't know if I've got 40 hours of tactics game in me, says the Fire yeah. fan who played. <laughs> <laughs> you can't romance your professors, though, in Gears. That's a so, whole I mean, different thing. Point? Right. Yeah. Like, what's the point? No tea time. Like, no, ugh. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play it once it hits console. I'm not going to play it on PC, but I did. 
because you guys are talking about it, I also bought XCOM too because nice. I did the Humble bundle. Super- I, I bought the bundle, the COVID nineteen bundle, and they give you a free month of Humble monthly. That oh. You can pick, and I had to. I, I just had to use it by June, so I could have used it last month. And I saw like the games for last month, and I was like, no. And then Josh tagged me in, like this month's one, and I was like, ooh, Jurassic Park, XCOM. All right, let's go. I'd rather play these ones on PC. So I bought that one too. So I own XCOM two and some of the DLC as well. Nice. So nice. I'll be. Ju- I, I am jumping into that. Um, hopefully some this of, week. Some of that DLC, I'm actually looking forward to going back to XCOM two because I know mm. it really changes. There, it basically adds specific alien like warlord captain people that roam around and bring up certain missions where you have to like hunt them down and wow. stuff. So it gives oh, you a cool. whole another like objective. That's I cool. guess. Nice. I am playing oh, uh, Gears Tactics yeah, on, on Ultra. And playing on the ultra wide, and it's it's really nice. Like uh, I was sitting here playing, and I was like, "This is kind of cool" because I can <laughs> see like this whole map and stuff. Like this is this is nice. You should play these types of games like that. What else are you playing besides that and Last of Us? Anything else? Uh, played through the Last of Us. Went right back through it um, with the delay of the game and Xenoblade. Like I'm already going to be on a short time to try and play mm-hmm. any of Xenoblade. Like there's no way I beat Xenoblade before Last of Us 2 comes out, not a chance. So it is already beat Xenoblade, so we can wait. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I probably wasn't going to beat Xenoblade anyway. <laughs> like well, well, regardless. Yeah, okay. I, wasn't, I, don't know. I wasn't even making that joke. But I yes. don't even know if I was going to make it all the way to the end of this one. Um I will say though, I did see like I don't know if it's like leaked footage or like early preview footage, but there was a Nintendo channel on YouTube that has like some gameplay footage. Game looks fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I was does. watching yeah, the does. in mo I was like, wow. No, like it was like because everything we've seen so far is basically like we saw them run through the field and then we kind of see them do like I would call it like cinematics. Yeah. Right. Like I actually watched them do a battle like mm-hmm. on the beach. I was like, oh, this looks real good. <laughs> um, but that aside, I, I just I wanted to play The Last of Us before two again and been a little bit. I think it'd been since Josh was about to play it. So it was like maybe like early fall, like September, August. Yeah. So it had been a minute and I was like, I really want to play it before I, before the next one comes out. So. Um, but I, I didn't want to wait for it because not only is Xenoblade coming out, but so is a uh, Clubhouse 51 that comes out like the week after. So I had to do that too. So um, I, beat, I played beat The Last of Us this weekend, and um, that's about it. Uh, oh, I've been uh, I've been playing Golden Tea. Oh, that's right over here. Oh, in my yeah. <laughs> arcade machine, um, having quite a fun time with that. So is the family. I'm actually proud to report they thought it was really really cool that I bought an arcade cabinet. Even my daughter. She was like scheduling future things. She was, she came in here and she was like, Oh, we're so going to do this at my birthday party. I was like, Oh, you so not. What? Get off of my like, golf machine. Like, golf. This, like, this what, isn't for you. What teenage girls would be like, Oh, let's play golf. Like, right? the last two seconds. <laughs> exactly. But she thinks it's cool that it's, that we have an arcade cabinet in the house. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a cool showpiece, but like, I don't see teenage girls like flock around a birthday party. Like, let's play golden tea. We've had a fun few family nights playing it, man. Like, really? Yeah. We, we trade. We trade spots. We um, it's golden tea's tough. Like, like oh, yeah. that's the thing. It's like it's it's oddly a really good simulation for golf. You know, it's not like Mario Golf or Tiger Woods yeah. where you go out and you're like a wizard with a golf club. Like you, you'd be hard to shoot better a golden tee than you do in real oh, yeah. life. Oh, 100 percent. It might be harder a golden tee. <laughs> it's difficult. So uh, I think the difficulty kind of got everybody because they were like, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to. I want to be better." at it yeah. so it kind of has that appeal to it so we've been playing that and that's that's really about it okay um so i'll go i mentioned streets rage 4 uh predator hunting grounds we've been talking about this a lot in the discord um my review is up on gamesreviews.com check it out if you want to see the full details i'm not going to go into it at length here i will just say if you're into these types of games 
don't be scared by the Metacritic score if you're paying attention to that, because I feel like critics got this game very wrong. Uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, especially if you play with people you know. You can play with randoms and still enjoy the game, but it's even more fun if you play with people uh, you know. You were going to say something, Donnie? Let's I wanted to ask that. you a question um, yes. strictly about how you review games, because yeah. I thought it was interesting in the way that the timeline had played out through like the Discord conversation that's falling. I've, I'm not going to play this game, so I'm not... I'm not actually speaking to the review itself, just more like how you go about doing a review or how you feel like somebody should go about doing a review. So as you're taking on more game reviews, you had mentioned before you published your review that the review scores on the game were not that great. And that yeah. kind of dovetailed with what Board of Video Games were talking about on their podcast. They were like, well, yeah. you know, it's scoring really low. So my question to you was, do you think it is advantageous or disadvantageous for a reviewer to check something like Metacritic before publishing their own review? I don't think so. Uh, Cause either way, I wasn't going to change my review. I just want to see like, is it a Kevin being way off base again? Like a jazz punk type scenario where people make fun of me for saying, I love this game. And everyone else is like, this game is dumb. Right. But do you think it's helpful <laughs> in the review, like in the review or like in your commentary mm. around your review, right? You're like, Hey, check out my review it's not as negative as other reviews is that like kind of like a marketing spin or i i, I can see how it could be taken as that for sure i didn't approach it that way but i know i, can see how I know you didn't because like clickbaity like you i'm know. just being philosophical for the sake yeah. of bringing something into the conversation i've never played this game <laughs> yeah no it's it, i just was like dumbfounded like normally i know i i will review things generally uh, I'll like things a little bit better than than the like Metacritic score or like the mainstream press is. But this one, it was just so far off. Like that's why I made the point of saying like, hey, I think they got this wrong because it was way off. Like Metacritic's like fifty seven on this game yeah, right 50 now. Is, it is not a fifty. There's not like, a lot is, of games that that get fives. Like we've talked a long right. time about how we're actually. Um, I don't know how the Meta Fall or Meta Spring, whatever oh, board God. of video games yeah. doing, but actually, you know what I did for this round? Because I won the last one, so I didn't want to do the yeah. same thing. This time, I told Kyle, I said, what I'm going to do is every game that you put on the list, I averaged out the average Metacritic score from every one of those companies, and I posted those. Ah, I, just wanted okay. to see, I just wanted to see how different it would be. That's true. That's, I, a, good, that's a good point. I was like, I don't think it's going to work because the, the amount of games is so few. There's only like five, yeah. you know, like what do we do? Like five, ten, something like that. Yeah. But if you had to do this like over the course of a year, so like I know that they have like that fantasy league thing that's going around. That's like you know podcasts are doing where they're yeah. they're, they're you know they're predicting the the scores. Yeah. You could, I think this is actually somewhat not like scientific because it's all opinion, but I actually think that people have been like conditioned to do this for so many years. I think you could somewhat accurately predict how games are for trend, the most part for the most yeah. part. Right. There would always be the exceptions on either or. But I think for the majority, (laughs) I mean, so many reviews, especially like what I call like popular games, which is maybe not the right word. What's the right word? You know, like if you threw out like lesser known indies, things that people don't cover. Oh, yeah. yeah, Right. Just the mainstream games. If you just took those, the AAA publisher games and their sequels, if you just took those, aren't like 89% of them, don't they all fall in between like 6.5 and 9.5? Oh, easily. Nobody, That's even higher than that normally. Nobody uses the scale. The scale is no. like a quarter of the scale. Nobody scores anything of three, ever. No. So you can just throw no. it out. So with that in mind, like I was even telling Kyle, I was like, I think you could actually come to like, I was actually, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get an entire year's worth of Metacritic scores and just pull the average and submit that for everything. 
and be like, would this work? Could I just submit like a very scientific like eighty three? Just say eighty percent. Just say eighty percent for every single game, and, and you'll probably win. See how close I get. Yeah. Um, because I think there's I think there's some analytical data to support that type of method. I agree. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Predator, if you if you like Predator, they, they do a good job of capturing the actual character of Predator when you're playing as him, uh, between having like the heat vision to be able to see the people throughout the jungle, um, all the gadgets stuff, he gets like the net gun, the sword. Nice. Um, you can even have like, um, so one of the big things with, with Predator is, is the sound. Like we're seeing that a lot in these first person shooter games, whether it's Battle Royale, like you listen to find out where players are. The Predator obviously makes that distinct clicky noise that, you know, mm-hmm. because you can cloak yourself. Wait, wait, what was that again? I, I can't do it again. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I don't know. It's um, pretty close. That's pretty good. So you're like you're up in the like the predator will stay in the trees like for a large portion of the game to kind of creep around because he can kind of leap from tree to tree and traverse the ground a lot quicker than you, uh, being the fire team on the ground. So you kind of listen to see if you hear the trees rattling or you hear his clicky noise. But he also has devices he can plant just to make those noises elsewhere and then like go away and like you, you still mm. think he's there and he's not. Um, but like so he has the heat vision. But you as a fire team counteract that by covering yourself with mud. Mm-hmm. So you actually don't show up in the scanners when he's doing that. So it, it's just very cool how they kind of tackle the Predator as, as a character. And Is the, the Predator always cloaked? No. Okay, no, so you so. have a certain amount of time you can be cloaked. Mm-hmm. You have like an energy meter thing that you can use the cloaking for. Same thing with the heat vision. You can't stay in that the whole game and just run, run gotcha. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's cloaked, you can still see things. like You'll see distortion sure. like in the trees. You'll see the tree branches move so you know he's up there. So start shooting at him. And once you hit him, that green blood drips and you can follow the trail from there track him. until he's able to hear and kind of get away you can follow the, the path if you want to go get him but the the predator is not easy to take out like that's the big thing there and i mean you get a bunch of npc characters you can mow them down you saw my i did a post the other day i had like 35 kills uh, as, as a fire team member which is just i've never seen anything like that high it was insane but if you try and go toe-to-toe with the predator like one-on-one you will never win like the predator will smoke you he can just handle way more damage if he gets in close on you forget it so you got to really stick together as a team or at least, you know, maybe send one person out to be like a decoy and then everybody else bombards the predator when he tries to pounce on you. Um, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. I will say, I, I think the, the critics got it wrong. The game runs just fine. Graphically, it's not the best. It's like a mid-generation style game. Like we're seeing much prettier games now. Sure. But for mm-hmm. what it is and being an online game, I think it's fine because you can tell they probably scaled down the graphics so that it runs well, because that's the one thing I will say it does run very well. Uh, I didn't really get any frame drops. I didn't get any lags. I didn't get any these weird, you know, you're in a jungle. So it's it, think of like Legend of Zelda when you go into Twilight Forest or you're going to get the Master Sword and like the game would shut down because of the amount of stuff going on. Like the entire jungle is that. Like, it's just constant shading. The leaves are moving. There's sun rays. You know, certain shady spots. Like, things are just constantly moving. So, the game runs well without stopping. No frame drops, stuff like that. It runs fun- fundamentally very well. Uh, soundtrack is awesome. The sound quality is really good. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a gameplay loop. It's a $40 game, which I think is the right spot. If it was a $60 game, I'd probably be like, well, there's not much meat here. Because uh, you're just kind of playing the same three or four maps. And you have these different objectives you can play in. So, it does get repetitive as you play. And it's but- completely multiplayer. Completely multiplayer. So in a lot of multiplayer stuff, like it's all free to play. You don't think that would have been a better model? It probably would have, but because they don't charge anything in the game. Sure. Like you earn in-game currency to buy loot boxes, which gives you cosmetics. Oh, Um, so they do have a system if they ever wanted to make it free to play. They could. They could, but I don't think people would do it because it's (sighs) – there's really nothing there. Like you can get a hat and then you could change the color of your hat. Like it's not anything – 
like Fortnite will give you different character skins. Like if they wanted to skin characters from Predator, like if you can get an Arnold Schwarzenegger character in there, then okay, maybe you could do stuff like that. But I think for this style of game, it's fine. It's it's basically what Evolve did. It's right. basically what Dead by Daylight did, just a little bit different because you could actually fight back essentially. Um, it's not just run away and escape. Um, so there's different things here that just make it a little bit different. That I think it, it fits that model versus the Battle Royale model of like Apex or Fortnite where it's free and you go through. But I enjoy it. If you're a Predator fan or you're an FPS fan and like have a group of friends you can play with, it's a lot of fun. Josh, Kyle, and I have played it together a few times now, and it's always been fun. So I think that might be the biggest discrepancy in the scores. We were talking about that on Discord. Mm. And with, a, with a multiplayer-focused game, you almost need to disclose how you're playing like, who are yes. you playing? How are you playing? Were you playing with mm-hmm. friends of yours? Are they very close friends of yours? Do you often play multiplayer games? Or are you like me? You never play sure. multiplayer games and you jumped online with a group of randos for a night and you didn't like the game as much. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. it's like it's like criteria worth admitting up front just to get an yeah. idea of where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've played it more by myself than I've played it with Kyle and Josh, too. Yeah. And I still had fun. But I get your point because I think what maybe the biggest thing was, too, is maybe a lot of your viewers played the beta. And didn't mm. have like there was a huge patch to day one. So mm. I don't know how much that affected it, but that like was there while I played it. So I didn't have these issues that a lot of people had said before too. But I don't I don't know. It's it's a good um subject matter. Like Predator, everyone you know, Predator is a great subject matter. You guys make me want to watch the movie game, again. So. That might be a, my wife has never seen it. I was talking to her about it the other day. I was like, Oh I've man, seen the Predator game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Um other game I don't want to talk about too much, although I'm enjoying it, but everyone's talked about already, Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. I'm confused. I don't really understand or get the story yet, but that's Kojima. Um, the The landscapes are absolutely beautiful. Like yeah. it is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Like the sense of scale in that game is insane. Like when you look and you're like you're just traversing the country, and there's just mountains and lakes and yeah, the package thing, the delivery man. Like you're essentially a, a glorified mailman. Mm-hmm. So at least so far, and I've, I'm probably ten hours, fifteen hours of this game. Um, I'm intrigued enough to keep playing. Uh, I think the voice acting is absolutely f- amazing. And it shows the difference when you have Hollywood <laughs> do the voice acting versus sometimes video game voice actors. Like, we certainly have some standout video game voice actors. But, like, Norman, Radio, Norman Reedus, um, was it Del Toro, mm-hmm. is is in there. Like, like it makes the game much more interesting to me to see those types of characters really fleshed out. So, um, really weird, but enjoying it so far. So, I'll probably talk about more because <laughs> I'm still playing it. Last one, Moving Out. I've played that. Uh, if you like Overcooked, you'll like moving out. Um, it's probably it's just as good. Um, your basic objectives: you get to a house, you have to move X amount of items out of the house. It'll tell you like twenty items, um, and you just simply use your shoulder buttons to pick up an item and you run with it. And you can chuck them if you're close enough. It's a, if it's a light enough item, you can't throw like a refrigerator. Um, but if it's just a box, you can chuck it. Um, but it's not removing everything from the house. It's only certain objects and it'll highlight if you press a button to show like, Oh, you gotta move this lamp and that chair and this sofa and move it out. Mm. Um, and then certain items are too heavy for one person to move. So you need two people and you can have to navigate it through door frames and stuff like that. Uh, it's just as chaotic as overcooked, but not as frustrating. I'm fine. Like me and my wife aren't yelling at each other about it. Like we're having fun and just going through it. The one thing I will say though, is as you play the level one, like you play a level once, it says, okay, move these 20 items out of the house. You do that. It then unlocks three other objectives you could have done in addition to, which some of them are balls hard. Like a lot of them will have one saying, don't break any windows. That is nearly impossible in some of these stages. Like there's one in an office building. It's supposed to be like, it's Atari, but it's Atari because it's a haunted office building, but they clearly make fun of Atari. But 
the vestibule where the freight elevator is that you're throwing everything in is completely surrounded by glass. So if you don't hit the door frame perfectly carrying something, the window shatters. Nice. So it's just this chaotic running around. I was going to say, what's the funny zany part? I know, I know it's there because I've seen the. But what? what yeah, the humor. What it's it it's written pretty funny. It's written pretty funny. Like you're a, a moving company, but like it doesn't matter what you do. Like you can throw, you break every window in the house. You can jump off the second floor, launch a chair into the truck. Doesn't matter. Like you're not. You don't have to be careful with your goods. Sure. So that's kind of the funny chaotic thing. The characters are kind of ridiculous. Everything from like a a lizard to a toaster. Um, I unlocked a large chicken. Um, so it's kind of just that kind of zany funniness that Overcooked has. Really sounds just like Good Job. That's the exact same thing. You're just completing these tasks you can do it however you want and it's at least with yep. good job i'm not saying i don't know i haven't played moving out yet but with good job it was really really fun for like four or five floors and started mm. like after a couple yeah, hours better. i was like i mean there's i can only slingshot so many people in office chair you know oh, <laughs> well, yeah. where you know it's like okay yeah. At least they, they give you a different variety moving out with the different houses. Like everything's a different type of thing. So you have some that have like elevators, some that like there's one that's in uh, like a snowy Alps and you have like one long staircase you can go up and it takes you a little bit longer. Or you can try and walk uphill in the snow, which you'll slide down if you don't hit it right and stuff like that. So it gives you different options how to tackle each stage. Um, but I haven't found it to be repetitively boring yet. Um, my wife and I played two sessions so far. And last night we had done some while drinking a lot um so that probably added some level of difficulty to it that we probably wouldn't have had otherwise uh but it was it's a lot of fun i enjoy it um good game once again it's on game pass but we uh we own it donnie so if it ever goes off game pass we still have it but it is definitely fun um i don't have four xbox controllers to try it with the whole family i have three i could use i guess because the 360 remotes work on that if it's wired right no no, because I know I can plug that into my computer. Works okay. Yeah, so I have two. It only have, only have the two it doesn't work on the Xbox One. Okay, um, so I only have the two controllers. So I can only play with me and my wife so far. I I don't know what the online setup is or if there is one. Hmm. Um, I did not look at that, so I should probably look at that because that might be a fun PSVG night. Get four of us to go, go on and play it. PSVG night. Four people playing games together. <laughs> well, Josh, Kyle, and I do it pretty regularly with three people. That's three. You said four. That sounds well, like a yeah. Flexa Boys night. If. Well, it's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. But that's it. That's that's what I've been playing. So enough from us. It's time to hear from you folks. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. So first one up. I don't know how to say his name in the Discord. I'm gonna try. T forked four. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> um, but super fan in the discord all the time talking uh, he had kind of point out something we said in last week's episode where I said I couldn't do a lot in Fallout 76 uh, in an hour or two um, but how much I love Fallout 3 because all the time I had to play the game so he says he's in the same boat with that thinking but since having my daughter two years ago I have less time and I still try to keep up with the games this is causes me to blast through games more blindly than I used to. So my question is, do you find yourself skipping texts and side missions and games that you love now that you have limited time? Or do you play in the same way, but just drag it out longer? Donnie. Games that I love? No. Games? Yeah. <laughs> games that I love. That's why I love them for all those little nooks and crannies. Just games? Sure. Absolutely. Um, it's difficult. Everybody struggles with this. It's the craziest mm. thing. You, you, you're a kid and you have all the time in the world. You can't afford any of the games. You grow up and you can buy all the games you want. You can't afford to play them all. You're not going to roll credits on any of them. So, uh, yeah, that's part of it. I think so. I try not sure. to. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, but I'm I'm very much a narrative gamer. Like that's usually mm-hmm. that's usually the main motivation as to why I play a video game, unless it's like a golf game. So, you know, <laughs> story doesn't keep you in the golf game, right? So that's <laughs> what I'm there for. You know, so like most of the time, yeah. that like when I play Call of Duty and Gears and really any shooter, Far Cry even when I play those mm-hmm. games. Well, Far Cry I think was more for the gameplay i was like was really loving the world yeah. and what it was doing but it was the story that motivated me to keep oh, yeah. keep doing it if the story 100%. had been awful i would have quit <laughs> like wolfenstein i was just like no i'm not going to do this anymore <laughs> i'm just going to do something else um, cuz at that point i do feel i do i feel this way i think this is quite often why i don't typically stick with most rpgs eventually if if a story is not really clicking with me i will feel like i'm wasting time and it's not so much like the game mm-hmm. isn't worth playing, wasting time. It's I think of it as this is time I could be spending advancing another game somewhere else. It's always like, it's always like kind of like that. It's like a like a channel surfing type of mentality. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna watch this thing I really don't care about because on the other channel there might be something really good. You know, I can just go find that next good thing. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm kind of same thing. Where if, if it's a game I really love, I will spend more time. Uh, playing it, which in the same regard, it drives me nuts because I'm sitting there thinking, like, I could be playing so many other games, but I really like this one. I'm just taking forever. And I think that's kind of a little bit what I'm doing with Death Stranding. Like, I've put a good chunk, you know, 10, 15 hours into this game, but I feel like I've done nothing because yeah. I keep going back and I'm doing like every little cycle. I was like, oh, this person said he needs this box. Sure, I'll carry this box 60 minutes to get to this location after just run half the time. Sure, why not? And I, I but I, I keep doing it. I don't know why. That's like, funny. Why I, really I was the opposite. It. I was playing the game and i actually thought the story was quite interesting i was like oh this is mm. neat i like what they're doing but there's only so much bobbling and weaving back and forth balancing i was yep. like i'm not gonna keep doing this <laughs> like, yeah. this is ridiculous uh they're like that game is interesting because i was like why does walking in a game have to be hard it's like we know how to walking it's like <laughs> i've never struggled walking it's like but you're not carrying 200 pounds on your back I, though either <laughs> sure but like still it's like this is oh I could. Yeah, I wish I could have turned it off. If I could have turned it off, sure. I probably would have kept playing. Yeah, I, I, for me, like I, if it just had some combat or something, like, which I th- which I think it's coming. Like they've hinted that I'm getting get some sort of protoserial weapon. But I'm like, I it's just annoying. And the baby, I drives me nuts. But anyway, that's we're getting off topic here. Um, but yes, yeah, same thing. Like if I'm playing something, I real I don't really not that I don't care about, but I'm not like in love with. I will just mash that button to get through the text things. Like, like honestly, I did a bit with Streets of Rage because I know the story really didn't matter. So, like, when you get to those scenes, it's like, oh, here's the dialogue. I'm like, skip. Let's go. Drop me in the next stage. Let's go kick kick some things. It doesn't matter what's going on in the background. I just want to get through and, and move on to the next game so I can get to playing, you know, what I have next to play. So, if I didn't have a backlog, maybe. But, yeah, there's always something else to play. So, I just kind of, unless I'm in love with it, I'll, I'll just get through it. But, Lucas. Uh, I tend not to skip any text or story related things. Usually, uh, lies. I guess on Flux suppose you're looking at your phone during cutscenes and injustice. I heard it. That's not skipping though. But you're that's, not watching. Uh, that's he's got you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still knew what was going on. I mean, it was very yeah. not overly complicated. Now, if I was doing that with Witcher Three or something like that, oh, then yeah, I would look up and be like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Where am I? <laughs> um, but with side missions and collectibles and 100%ing the game, I have, I've begun finding that much easier and easier to, to ignore because, mm-hmm. uh, one, you know, we don't have that much time as parents and adults, but two, I find that sometimes it 
brings the narrative for certain games to a grinding halt. Uh, you know, especially open world games where you can just kind of go and do activities or go and do side missions that are their own thing. You know, that side mission might be really good, but then I find I'm not even completing the game at that point. I just spent 10 hours doing something else and, you know, I I don't need to add more time to the game. Uh, You know, I need to take more of that away so I can actually finish it and move on to the next thing. So, I tend not to play games that I don't like, but I really am like, I feel like playing this right now. So it doesn't usually come up that I skip things because I'm usually playing something that I really feel like playing. So cool. Um, Garrett asks butter or margarine on toast, butter, Lucas, whatever, either one, whatever's that. That's not the question. Uh, If I had to choose butter then. Yeah. See, I do margarine. I cook with butter, but I don't like it particularly much as spread. I don't know. I think I end up more with margarine just because it spread. seems yeah it seems like what we end up buying. Well, you know? that's, that's true too. That's I don't fact. live next to a creamery, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> or the You're Amish. Your own butter? <laughs> no, well, not the kind I put on toast. Oh, hey, oh. So next question uh, wasn't actually sent in, but this kind of came up as a subtopic in work, so I thought this was kind of fun to do. So kind of quick hits here. Sure. Um, which TV boss would you rather work for? Michael Scott or Ron Swanson? Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yep. Okay. Which office employee would you want to sit next to while at work if you had to? So you're forced to. You can't choose not to. Jim. Pam. Mm. Dwight. (laughs) Because so if you like I'm I'm rewatching Office now, so this is this is good for me. Dwight doesn't antagonize other people for the most part it's people starting with him but he's just so ridiculous i would find it amazing to sit next to him all day and just like listen to what he says that i'd be like my god like how do you work here but jim is give him like 28 digit printer codes and he shoots a gun in the office and all kinds of yeah when he was the boss (laughs) i find that quite antagonizing (laughs) (laughs) shot it andy it's okay which doctor from scrubs do you want in charge of your care if you had a medical emergency i don't know them by name you, you could describe him, and I can tell you. The funny you. guy with, like, the curly hair. Not not the old Dr. guy. Cox? There you go. Okay. Me too, actually. What What's Scrubs? <sighs> I hate you so much, Lucas. <laughs> Justice for Kate. <laughs> I hate you so much. I have never seen it. Scrubs not is on my short list of, of... Are you of serious? Action. Not even one? Not oh, even wow. I've seen clips of it. Scrubs you know? is really good. Do you have Hulu? Yeah, unfortunately. Just watch it. It's a, the sitcoms. 30, 30 minutes. It's 20 minutes I, with the commercials. I, I will give it a try. I <sighs> promise. It's not like I'm over here like, no, I'll never watch it. No, I know. I, know. <laughs> I think Scrubs is – I think I'm going to go back through Scrubs soon. I was telling the wife that the other day. It's one of the one of the things on my short list that we're looking at maybe doing because it's either – I'm either done – I've either rewatched everything that I wanted to watch that I typically <laughs> yes. enjoy or, and I really – or I don't want to start anything new. Like any of the new things are like, hey, watch this. I'm like, mm. No, I don't like this. Yeah, enough. yeah. I, I'm rewatching Scrubs now, but only one episode or two episodes a week, and I'm doing it with the podcast that they have uh, yeah, going yeah. now. The rewatch uh, thing, so I'm rewatching it again, but for like the hundredth time for me at this point. Sure. All right, last one. Which friend's character would you want as a roommate? Rachel Chandler. <laughs> I know why Donnie said Rachel. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I, I side with Lucas. Chandler would be my roommate. Yeah, that's who I want. He'd be easy to like complain and make jokes with, and just yep. kind of get along he doesn't cause any problems like yeah he could share his pain pills 
Oh, too real. All right. Last questions. And this, this is from Sir Nathan or reach out to me. He actually wanted to. Yes. He, he has to come on the show tonight, Donnie, about two hours after you asked. Oh, we, we could all have done it. No, that would be a 14 Four, hour show. Or, yeah. <laughs> We're not talking that. Yeah. Um, so, so he said he wanted to make sure that Star Wars re- was represented because this episode will come out on May the 4th. So he sent us some Star Wars related questions instead. So quick hits. Yippee. Best Star Wars game. Rogue Squadron. Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic for me too. Worst Star Wars game. Masters of Terrace Kasi. Or Kasai. Kasi. I, I don't know. I don't... What the heck is that? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. PlayStation one, one era fighting game. Sure. That Get sounds terrible. That sounds awful. I mean, I don't know if any of the ones that I've played have been awful. I like all the Rogue Squadron games, so those are all great with me. Yeah, those are good games. Um, the Last Jedi wasn't like, and that might be something I go back to at some point. Like, I wasn't digging it, but I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I would never say it's bad. Um, the Force Unleashed, I loved, actually. I love those games. Force Unleashed, I like those, too. So, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think I've played it. Like, Pod Racer, maybe, might be the worst one that I've played, but I mean, I wouldn't say it was bad. It wasn't, like, particularly too. great. Mm. Battlefront 2 wasn't great. I mean, Still it was good, more though. of the same. Yeah, it looks good and it was competently made. It just was like we I felt like we didn't even need another one. We still had the the first remake of Battlefront. That's true. It just seemed like That's, more of the same. Yeah. I would say it wasn't the worst, but it was the most unneeded. That's very fair. Um I mean, for me, was it Star Wars Jedi Starfighter? No, oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't because it wasn't like it was, was trying to be Rogue Squadron, but it one? wasn't good. No, no, PlayStation. Okay, that was, it was PS2, right? PS2, yeah, yeah. It was trying to be Rogue Squadron, but it wasn't as good. Like, so oh, okay. it just—it it wasn't the same. Dude, I would die for another. I'm not even like like I. I don't even say I, I'm somebody fun. that likes Star Wars. Like, I've watched it, and I I wouldn't yeah. call myself like a fan. And I would. I would get really excited if they were like Rogue Squadron. Like, because it's, it's a good uh-huh. Star Fox. Like, Man, that's all you really need to think. As a Nintendo fan, you, you associate all flying, good flying shooter games as Star Fox. So that I'm totally with you. Like, I would was do the same thing. so like, much great. fun when you could like oh, cable yeah. the, the thing mm-hmm. and like bring them oh, down gosh, and do all yeah. the different yep. things and take out the towers and stuff. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. So best developer to use the Star Wars license. Whoever did so a Rogue far. Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas? It's a toss up for me between LucasArts and Bioware. Yeah. I want to say LucasArts just because they did such a they made it viable for everybody else. Like Star Wars as a game works. Um so I got to give it up to the to them, LucasArts. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm going Bioware, but I'm with you. I I respect your your thing there. Developer you'd like to see handle the Star Wars license who hasn't yet. Oh, who hasn't yet? <laughs> Naughty Dog. See, that one's tough. That one's, Naughty Dog like, is good. We don't have a whole lot of like dog fighting games. That's true. That is true. Well, I mean, there's so much ground to cover, right? You've got the RPG. You've got the action platformer. You've got the uh, dog fighting star, you know, uh, space games. Yeah. You know, I remember on a Nintendo Shack episode, I think it was Nintendo Shack, we were talking about the IP license with Star Wars, and I, it might have been Prime. I remember talking to somebody and I was like, this IP literally prints itself. You could put this IP oh, in yeah. any game. It could be a kart racer, like everything. And I remember just being <laughs> shocked. Racer. I was like, you know, EA has this license. And then like, what, what is it like seven years or eight years? They've released like three games. It's like, yeah. how do you yeah. not have this out in like four or five indie games a year? Um, so, right. you know, in, in that spirit, 
take Star Wars and make like a Streets of Rage or like a Castle Crashers, like a side scrolling, like beat 'em up game and let people just wreck havoc with like force powers and lightsabers and, and pew pew laser guns. And it'd be amazing. Just do pew all pew of laser that. Guns. That sounds fun. Yeah. I play that Star Wars game. Sure. I, I think Sucker Punch could probably do a good job with it. Yeah, um, of course. That'd be great. Give it some infamous touch with some Spider-Man flair. Like, I think that would work um, well. Probably really similar, though, to well, what was the name of the last one we just had? The Oh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Right. That was the last one, right? Yeah. 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 But they didn't play okay. like a Sucker Punch game. No, no, no. But I can see it being similar in spirit. Like cinematically that. speaking. Exactly. So when you say yeah. like Sucker Punch game, I'm thinking, I don't think so much like just combat. I think like traversal, like world traversal. It would be really cool yeah, yeah. to yeah, be I'd, an open world that. and be yes. able to like hit a cruiser and just go soaring out of cities and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah. That, that's what I want. Like something like, yeah. Um, all right. This one's kind of tough, but I think Donnie just kind of did it. So we'll hit it quick. Pitch your perfect Star Wars game. Oh, that's not my perfect did. one, but. Oh, okay. My perfect one would be what you did. My perfect one would be okay. like a legit open world cyberpunk, you know, mm. infamous type of Star Wars game where it's super huge and grand with multiple narratives, you know, not not just one linear narrative. Like you make your own Star Wars adventure type of thing. Um, so you want the action of infamous with the story of Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Sure. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas? Yeah. What I was saying earlier, I'm sorry, Lucas, okay. what I was saying earlier is it's like, no, I'm no. really shocked that you get an IP like Star Wars and you don't just like throw that on. Like if, if I was running a game studio, knowing how much I probably paid to license something like Star Wars, yeah. I would have a Star Wars fighting game, a Star Wars brawling game, a mm-hmm. Star Wars star fighting game, a Star Wars like collectible card game. I would have Star Wars all the games. Every Star Wars game. tactics. I would have Star Wars XCOM. Like tactics. every genre of game that exists. I would have Especially a Star the company Wars as component. big as EA. Like they yeah. could be doing this. It doesn't and they make don't. any like, sense to me. And that was my argument the first time. I was like, literally, it literally sells itself. You could li- just throw Star Wars on the front of anything, and there is a built-in fan base ready to give you money. But Marvel kind of does the same thing. There hasn't been a ton of those games either. That's true. You got the Legos. You have you know Spider-Man, which was a once. Dude, I do love the We have Avengers coming out. I'm excited yeah. for the Skywalker. Like, I'm buying yeah. that, that for sure. I'm buying that Yeah, game. that's really cool. That's yeah. good. So your perfect Star Wars game, Lucas. Imagine this. You're a bounty hunter. Done. Oh. Great game. I imagined it. I imagined it. Uh, there was a there was a game where you were going to be a bounty hunter, but they decided that nobody wanted to play it. What was it? Level 13, 13 or something like that. That yep. would have been awesome. Uh, no, I would like to see them come back to Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, I know they have an Mamorpaga right now, but yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe make it an offline version or something. But man, if you if you haven't played Star Wars Galaxies, you could be anybody mm. and do anything. They had like simulations for farming and all this other stuff so i I don't know i'm maybe not all of that but the world really felt alive because they had all the different aliens they had all the different planets they had everything man it was good stuff favorite star wars movie and why rogue one Ooh, why i really really liked (laughs) it i i thought the i well you know why because i have bias towards the other ones I've become jaded over the Star Wars movies because so many of them feel so samey to me. And uh, I feel like that's sacrilegious to the other ones. But, like, I'm so shocked of the the main narrative that they all share. 
I'm stunned that the rebels are constantly the underdogs when they constantly win. And like no amount of resources can ever beat like 18 junk ships that are woven together with duct tape. And like, it just, none of it feels menacing or equal. And it, so for that, for me, from person that's really caring about the story, it always, every time they just pull off the one trick of a lifetime to win, it feels cheap. And I don't feel like I'm getting the payoff that the story is building. And it's like, if you're going to go that grand and that grandiose and you're to have these giant fleets and stuff, well, then make it mean something. Don't make it to where they all just fall out of the sky when somebody shoots the one button. You know, like that, that's cheap to me. And I don't, I don't like that kind of writing. So for that I mean, you reason, did see when they blow up an entire planet, right? Yeah, but they do that like okay. what? Once? Twice? Yeah. They do it twice? Yeah. And you don't – and here's the thing. Even that, right? They do that to give the Empire some some meat – but they really do it. It's kind of like it's it, it in itself is cheap because you don't really know the people on that planet. You know, like it's nobody's really uh, lost. Princess Leia's entire family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yes. none of the main characters. You know what I'm saying? Like none of well, that yeah, really no main comes characters when they did it. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, for all the fear that we're supposed to have of Anakin and Invader and Kylo, you know, like they really like we get Anakin that like, you know, takes on like some second graders, you know, kind of. But like, there's not, they don't really give you that payoff, I think, to warrant the other side of it. Um, and I get it. It's a story about hope. I get it. I'm not, I'm not a, opposed to overachieving and I'm not wanting the bad guys to win. It's just like, how many times are you going to do this? Like after I watched like three of them, I was like, okay, they've got to do something different. And then I was like, no, no, oh, it's no, the same don't. thing. Uh, and then here comes three more and so three more of this. I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, as you like, said, it prints money. So no, you're right. But at that point, I'm just like, you know, it's, the question that I always get, it's like uh, my family asked me for the last one that came out, which, by the way, probably my late, my least favorite personally. I, I don't like the Actually, last I'll one. be able to watch it tomorrow. I did not like that Disney one Plus. at all. Um, so I was with my family like, oh, you want to go see it in the theaters? I was like, no. And they're like, why? I was like, let me tell you, because I tell you what's going to happen. Right. The good guys are going to get together. All of a sudden, some new evil threat comes. It's going to be apocalyptic and they're going to go figure out how to beat it with three dudes and like a Swiss army knife. And like, and that it is <laughs> like ultimately like that is it uh, in, in a nutshell. So for that, uh, all being said, sorry, Nathan, I know you're my co-host and everything, man. And I know you love it. I'm not trying to demean it. Rogue one. I love because I think it has extreme balance and the stakes have, have weight and they have merit. Like when they're on that final Island and like they're trapped in the shield and you know, like they're doing like, you feel it. You're like, man, like they're, they're screwed here. Like this is it. They've got it. And it is. And I like that payoff. I guess I find that more rewarding from like a storytelling side um, because it's not so samey, um, not just to everything else, but to, it's not so samey is not the right word. It's not so tropish. Yeah. You know, like a lot of times the like horror movies get a lot of bad rap for being tropish mm-hmm. and they like, like Star Wars, very much like that. Very yeah. much almost, you know, to a fault. Makes sense. Lucas, favorite Star Wars movie. Whew. I was just going to say Return of the Jedi. Um, Ooh. You got Jabba the Hutt, classic gangster character. Uh, Slave Leia, come on now. That's that's um, a good vote. But I do feel like there are. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't compare to Donnie Reese in the gold bikini, but <laughs> but far uh, less people have seen that. So that's true, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like it just really opened up more characters, more aliens. I always like to see more of a universe. I think one of the best things that came out of the prequel trilogy was seeing more planets and more aliens and just more 
of the the galaxy. So, but yeah, Return of the Jedi used to be, it used to be um, Empire Strikes Back, but uh, I've kind of turned a corner on that. So, well, let me tell you why Empire is the best. Uh, Actually, Um, (laughs) actually, I was with you on Return of the Jedi. Everything you said is valid, Mm -hmm. but, but Ewoks. Yeah. Not a yeah, fan. Yeah, I know. So. But the Nub Nub song or Jub Jub. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is good. But yeah, I'm an Empire fan. Um, but return. Uh, I mean, the Hoth battle, right? Come on. Exactly. Exactly. So I just, I thought it was the most fun. I thought it was the most diverse. You saw different landscapes, which you do see in, in Return of the Jedi too. Um, but yeah, I, I just think I like the Hoth experience. I like the storytelling they did in that one. Um, definitely seemed to be a, a jump from a new hope for me, at least. Um, but yeah. That's it. I know that the uh, Star Wars story, the Skywalker line is done, right? Were we fun? Yes. We're finally? Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm very eager to see, like, the franchise is definitely going to continue, right? And they keep printing money. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just that story is done. So I think I'm more excited for that because, like Rogue One and even, like, maybe some of the prequels, I think some of my favorite things about Star Wars are, like, the politics and the double crossing and, like, the warring of factions and, like, the moves mm-hmm. being made on both sides. I love that. And I've said it for a long time. If you remove, like, these superpower people, there's a really great universe to tell a lot of those stories. Did you did you watch The Mandalorian? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of, you think they're going to make a movie of The Mandalorian? I don't know, but they're already writing season three of Mandalorian. So, if it is, it's not going to be anytime soon. No. Yeah, I guess not. Then. Maybe they well, think I mean, it I is. guess they... I guess they can't because they needed more TV shows. It's, you know, they're I think it's better as a TV show, to be honest. So, I was gonna say it's their Disney Plus like Trojan Horse. So that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, speaking of which, next question: How deep into Star Wars lore do you go? Movies only, TV shows, books, comics, games, all of the above. Uh, for me, it's pretty much movies only. Um, did the TV shows some? I don't. I haven't watched the cartoons, which I know like Lucas and Jason have seen some of those, like Rebels and Clone Wars. I, I haven't really dove into any of those. Um, and then the games I play, of course. Uh, I don't do books. Don't really do the comics. So um, movies, TV shows, games for me, Lucas. Uh, for me, it's basically all of the above. Although I haven't read too many of the books, and um, probably the deepest thing that I've ever gotten into is playing the tabletop role playing games that they have. Because if you want to learn about mm. all of the different aliens and That's stuff. True. You buy the alien anthology and all that stuff. So whether or not that's actually, you know, canon at this point is up for debate. But uh, that's probably where I get a lot of the lore side of things from. But I don't tend to, like, pull that stuff out, you know, because yeah. I don't I don't remember what XR Kuhn's, uh lightsaber colors were or whatever, you know. But I am familiar with that stuff at the very least. I. I- you know, for everything that I just said about the movies, I think I'm a little bit more involved in, I guess, in Star Wars than people would probably give me credit for. I've definitely seen all the movies. I've seen um, quite a few episodes of Rebels. I've never watched them all the way, but my son and I got into them for quite a bit. I've never done any comics or books, but I've played a lot of video games, and I actually got the really, comics are good. I got really into uh, like a collectible game. Like a card game. Uh, it was like a Pokemon type card game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think when the second or the third prequel came out, I think they were running it. And they even had like a, a different version that had like figurines. The hero clicks. They weren't hero clicks, though. Okay, That's the thing that I know that, different I about that. them. Um, they had figurines that you played on top of like a board, and it was very Pokemon ish. And I was buying some exclusive like strong ones on 
eBay for like twenty, thirty dollars for like singer figurine. So like I kind of got into it for a little bit, but not yeah. not deeply. They have a lot of wargaming games. Like, you know, there's the Armada or Battleships or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. It's really popular and expensive. So last one, because Nathan says there are nine Skywalker films, so there's nine questions. Who is your favorite star- character in all of Star Wars? Vader. Mm. Lucas. Mine's Nian Nub. He's the guy who's the co-pilot with uh, Han Solo. Oh, and he I... goes, oh, 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 oh. That's like that, the original. <laughs> oh, he's my, <laughs> he's my, uh, my partner in crime. Uh, Dash Rendar. Nice. So I'm going with. Ooh. Although I do like, I am digging the Mandalorian a lot. I like that story. I think it's it's good. Except so. for he walks like a girl, I've heard. Only in the first couple episodes. Then all of a sudden it disappears. I don't know what it is. So maybe the director was like, hey. He's got this hip swagger. John Favreau was probably like, what are you yeah. doing? Knock it off. I'm telling you, go back and watch it. First couple episodes. Anyway, that's enough questions. Thank you, everybody. You can, as a reminder, you can always send them to us uh, over in the Discord or reach out to me on Twitter at PSVG Kevin, and we'll be happy to answer them for you. But it's been a week, so it's time to check out the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. And the first news topic we have is near and dear to Donnie's heart, and I actually have some breaking news that posted since we've started this show. I already know what it is. Yep. So first off, The Last of Us leakers... um, were not affiliated with Naughty Dog, as mm-hmm. Sony had said. That broke earlier in the well, week. Uh, hang but on, now hang on. Saying, Sony yes. didn't say that. That the hacking thing was rumor that got. No, no, like, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that, that Sony said it was. They okay, were not I'm affiliated sorry. With Naughty Dog. I'm sorry. I, I, that I, was the story that broke first. As I was hearing that, I, I heard that differently. Yeah, yeah. No, so Sony came out and said this was not somebody tied to Naughty Dog, which everyone's kind of like, well, how was that even possible at this point? Because reviewers don't have this game yet. It's not in the hands of that, this and that. So now mm-hmm. they're saying it's been confirmed. Sony has not said it, but Kotaku broke the news and said it's most likely a group of hackers who had an early build of the game uh, to show off. Now, we're not going to talk any spoilers here. I know none of them. I completely avoided this whole thing. So I'm not going to talk about them. I know Donnie had seen, I guess, some things, but you probably stayed off after that. And Lucas, I don't know if you followed it at all. But I don't follow anything because I want to play these games eventually. Yeah, right. You, Lucas still hasn't played the first one yet. So... I guess really the the story here is like how does this happen? So it what they did is they got um in the source code of Uncharted Three I want to say, um they actually found like keys to Amazon like storage server like passwords, and they used that to get in and then they found the keys to like Uncharted One and Uncharted Two and then they found they used those to get keys and they eventually found their ways to keys to the Last of Us and stuff. So yeah, they were hacked um, by simple passwords and the passwords have been changed. The Kotaku report it has been corroborated by several other outlets, including Jason Schreier, who's no longer uh, affiliated with the website. So he's yep. even corroborating it on behalf of where did he go? Like CSNBC or something like that? Where did he go? Um, uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah, I remember it was yeah. like not. It was a weird traditional time, gaming. It was, it was like, more yeah, yeah um, right. journalism site. So uh, even he corroborated with them um, on the report. And a lot of people are saying, so yeah, they got hacked and that's unfortunate and sad. Um, I have a very funny anecdote for this because uh, all the loo- all the news came out that they've been hacked and stuff. All the stuff started getting mm-hmm. shared around. Obviously, I follow lots of creators and things that love The Last of Us. So I was scrolling through my Twitter and I saw a screenshot of bullet points on leaks. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of pissed because not not simply because of the the leak. I am I am not as you know upset by leaks. I realize that 
Anytime you have information that a lot of people want to know, then it is subject to being leaked. And that just comes with it. I don't think anybody has the, you know, divine right to not have it. Like, that's just a part of it. Like, don't have easy to guess passwords. (laughs) You know, like I have a lot of like, there's a lot of things I would say to that regard. Um, So I, I don't, you know, that doesn't bother me. Um, but what the screenshot showed bothered me because it sucked. Mm. It was all like this person dies and that person dies. And I was like, oh, this is the game that everybody was afraid it was going to be. Oh, I don't want mm. this. I don't like this. And it actually uh-huh. kind of, I mean, a bad mood. So I had a friend of mine, loves Last of Us in Ohio. He calls me and he's like, dude, you see the leaks? And I go, yeah, yeah, I saw it. it sucks, man. I, I, and I, I was even like defending them. I was like, you know. I'm going to give him a chance. Maybe it's going to be really good. Yeah. And he starts telling me about the leaks. And I'm like, that's not what? What? Wait a minute. Yeah. And I start reading him. He goes, no, that's not it at all. That's fake. <laughs> so it's like, oh, mm-hmm. no. So he told me a little bit about what happens. And then I immediately like, shut it off. I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. You're I don't like, want to know it. Shut. I don't want to see it. <laughs> um, one of the, like, the several things he told me. I know a lot of people have waited for this game for a very long time, myself included. And they don't want to hear anything at all. Some of the leaks are at least like the big moment leaks that they're like these are guessable things that's what i told you in our discord like literally Mm -hmm. if i was like hey guess what happens the last of us if if instead of leaking it i said here are my predictions for what happens the last of us you would have read it you would have been like yeah that's possible you know so it's like the end yeah so it's the only thing that i think really upsets people and this i believe i'm not so much upset that like plot and storyline bits or but actual videos of it happening yeah. that's a whole separate story you know oh, like that's yeah. mm-hmm. you know but like that's safe just like just don't click on the video like you can stay away mm-hmm. from that i don't think right knowing certain x event happens has ruined your ability to enjoy the game at all mm-hmm. because it's all about context and it's all about how and it's all about especially in a video game it's all about feeling that how you know, yeah. how does it present to you? How does it feel through the controller? What were Build the events that led to this moment to make yeah. you feel this way? You don't get any of that by just knowing that it happens. Right. You know, so I don't know. I I, I want to say, like, you know, people quit always raging. But I, I realize, like, I'm sympathetic to the fact that there are people that I don't want things spoiled for me. And ultimately, as we've we've done this dance in our in our Discord with everybody on our team and all of our folks, numerous numerous amounts of times, the only thing that I can really say to those people is then get off of Twitter and quit whining about it. Like, quit looking yeah. at YouTube, and, I, and they're like, "Well, I shouldn't have to," but but you do. <laughs> like, yeah, right? today's like, world, you do. That's a realism of what you're doing. Like, that's a part of it. And uh, we stood up a Discord room for it, and the reason that I kind of put that there. Or the reason I wanted to turn it on is there were people that wanted to talk about it. And it's like, well, if you're, if you listen to some podcasts and things like that, there are people jumping in like very popular podcasts, just dropping it in the chat and stuff for everybody else to see. Yeah. And it's like, well, mm. if we don't put a room for it, what's going to stop somebody from jumping into Discord and just start dropping it in, in our, and like that could still happen now, but at least yeah. with a place for it, maybe somebody that comes through like, hey, we have a place for that. Go there. Right. You know, you know, after you beat the game, go there and get caught back up and everything. I'm really happy that I didn't see the videos. And I even yeah, told I Delvin that um, Delvin, you know, he'd seen all of it. And he told me, he's like, what do you think? And I was like, I haven't watched the videos. And I was like, and I'm not going to. Like, I, I kind of know a few story beats and that's fine. I don't feel like the game has been spoiled to me at all um, for what I know. I am so eager to see it. So I was like, I'm just going to click off here. Now, I do know when yeah. the game comes out, I'm totally going Zero Dark Thirty. Um, like I'm going to do Shaq and then, and then hopefully depending on how all this 
you know, quarantine stuff is a month, you know, two months from now, I'm really yeah. hoping to take a few days off. Like uh, eventually we're going to get some comp time for all of this. And I'm kind of hoping to maybe do it then. And I'd love to just kind of disconnect from everything, just go completely offline for a few days mm-hmm. and spend some time with the game that I've waited so long to play. So, Light some um, candles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, <some> man. <laughs> Toss beans. out some rose petals. <laughs> Get the bed ready. I'd be so excited if, if I came home to candlelight rose petals leading to my PlayStation. My <laughs> wife just left and took the kids with her. That's perfect. That's that's my that's my ideal day like Valentine's right there. That's fantastic. Oh boy. Lucas, any thoughts? No, I mean I can I concur with being able to disconnect and not uh have things spoiled for you. Mm. I, I think the real problem is you're spending too much time on that type of stuff. Cause I'm always a late adopter to everything, movies yeah. and that sort of thing. So I've managed to pretty much have nothing spoiled for me unless somebody goes way out of their way. Like you're talking about, like dropping in your discord and just plant yeah. planting it there for everyone to see. Uh, yeah. And there are people uh, doing know, that and that really sucks. That is unfortunate. It there does. Are people out there that, get some sort of joy in that. Like the, I'm so glad it was fake, but that person that just, cause it was a picture and you know how Twitter is it. It's already there. You don't like, yep. you it's know, there's bullet you points. I was just like, oh. you know, I was a little upset, but I was more upset because it sounded like, like what he had. And I'll go ahead and say the fake leak had Dina died while Ellie's trying to save her. And this other person dies. Other person, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> this is literally yeah. what this game is. This sucks. Like I was like, naughty dog's better than this. And that should have been my key. Cause you know, I've been telling yeah. Josh and Kyle that like, come on, Neil's good at this. We know what, you know, like we know it's going to be great. Um, I should have had more faith and I'm happy that I was proven wrong rather quickly. So it's even in, in my very particular case, the actual leaks have almost made me more excited about the game. <laughs> like, at least it's not that trash. it's better than that mm. so let's get to some good news uh e3 is dead but <laughs> summer game fest the new industry-wide celebration of video games will span from may through august was announced the other day it will bring breaking news in-game events and free playable content from companies across the gaming industry all season long jeff Keeley will act as both curator and host for pre and post shows in a lineup that includes Bethesda, Blizzard, CD Projekt Red, EA, Microsoft, Riot, Sony, and Square Enix. The big boys. All the big ones are there, except for Nintendo, because Nintendo does their own thing. They do their own thing. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that is coming, and they're promising, you know, playable demos will come from it. Um, It'll be on everything, all Facebook, Mixer, Twitch, Twitter, the whole nine. It'll be everywhere. Um, but it'll just kind of be sprinkled out all summer long as we heard that was going to happen. We thought anyway, but at least it's being curated and organized as a, as a thing without, uh, E3 having to be officially involved. So I'm excited. We get something, uh, May to August is just a long period of time, especially like, yes, all the big boys are there, but if you spread it across, you know, four months, yeah, it's really really not that big of a deal when you think of it that way, but it's still very cool that something's happening. So yeah, it's give like us a, stuff to talk about. There's like a mad rush on trying to pick up where E3 left off and you've got oh, IGN yeah. trying to do it. Now you've got this. Um, I like this, but like I said in our discord over this, over these many weeks, it's not really an announcement of an event as much as it's like an announcement of like a brand, yep. you know, he's yeah. like, you know, just coming to my website for cool stuff happening periodically throughout the summer. It's like, it's like a YouTube trailer announcement or something. It's like, okay. it, it really is. Cause like each of these companies could just do their own. And they kind of I mean, are. Actually they are anyway. Yeah, that's exactly what like, I really took it out. as. It's like, they kind of yeah. are. They're just kind of cross promoting. I'm sure all of this information will be on their own channels live and will be on it. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really not really all that different. 
I was going to say, if it's a one-stop shop for all of the news, okay, fine. But, but it's not. If yeah. it starts getting, yeah, if it's broken up and fragmented and this gets announced here and that gets announced there, it's going to be real annoying. The only difference is like they will have like the lead on announcing it. They're going to be yeah. like, hey, we've got Xbox at the Summer Game Fest next week. So come check us out. But it'll be live mm-hmm. on Twitch and it'll be live yeah. on Xbox and it'll be like, you know, it'll still be everywhere else. It's like they just kind of have the lead on. I don't even know if organizing is the right word. It's just kind of promoting it. First rights to yeah. promote. Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of like the lead. Mm. Some glaring emissions though. So no Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We said Nintendo, but Ubisoft is there, which I'm kind of surprised. Like what are, what are they? I mean, they're normally pretty they're probably prominent and have a good thing. showing like E3s. Yeah. They got to be doing, I would imagine they have to be doing their own thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll see what kind of announcements come from this, but it's exciting to see. And I mean, the big thing is, and we kind of talk about this, especially in our circle with E3 every year is, Things are announced, but they're announced for like way down the line. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, three. Four, How five much years. are we going to see of that because of the situation we live in? Like, I mean, Nintendo. I think the reason Nintendo thing has been so quiet is like, I hate to say it, they don't have anything. You have, you have, you know, Zeno. Like, we know that's coming. But I think they have stuff. I definitely do. Right. It's not. So how, how how have they said nothing? We're it's not almost July. In, we're it's not, May. That's not uncommon. They've released one game, Animal Crossing. It's not uncommon for Nintendo. We've done this. Like, come on, Kev. We've done this for years now. Like, this All is right, kind so of how they do things. It's not common in the Switch era. I'll say that. It was this not is a long stretch with nothing in nothing Wii U's era. Even. <laughs> like Wii U did the same thing. Right, Wii U did, and that was that was the death of Wii U. But. Not not saying that this is the case of Switch at all, but like, but at least with Switch, even in the long spans where we didn't have a game come out, we knew what was coming. We we so know nothing. Typically, they have you know two or three things on the long horizon. They still yeah. do, right? Metro Prime, Breath of the Wild Two. Well, yeah, you saw. Our no, sp- we yeah. do know they've been announced in development. We know, we know they're coming. You know, like we know. Yeah, but there's a big difference from like, hey, when we knew Yoshi was coming and there was a gap between, you know, it was like four months with nothing coming out of Nintendo and then Yoshi's Crafted World came out. Like, this is stuff that probably won't be in this year, you know, be sometime next year with the next Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime. Like, we've seen nothing of those games. I mean, I I said this on the Nintendo Dads show. They were bringing up kind of a lot of the similar Hmm. criticism. And I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. I, I understand everybody always wanting, like, they feel nice and cozy and comfy in a nice monthly itinerized, you know, yeah. roadmap. I get that. But, um, you know, like, the Wii, the Switch got off such a great start because the Wii U came off such a bad yes. fail. Like, yep. they had that built in. To have that sort of expectation always, I don't know how fair that is. And we know, oh, sure. like, we even if it's not announced, like, we do know like, there's several heavy, heavily corroborated rumors of things that are happening. We know they're coming. Yeah, but I thought they would have been announced by now, considering how long we heard the I Mario think, rumor. Like I would expect. I think they were to planning announced. to announce it in June and launch it in the fall, and they're going to have that quick, you know, that because that has been something Nintendo's been doing for a while now, like announcement to market. Yes, that's been a sure. thing for them. They're not. They mm-hmm. haven't been giving us like we know about every first party exclusive AAA Sony and Xbox project years in advance. Oh, Nintendo yeah, yeah. has not been on that timeline for some time now. Like yeah. for for a few years, they have not been doing that. We usually know about one or two that they tr- they they string you along with as they drop other things in between there. Yeah. Whereas I Sony, like, you know about every game four years yeah. out. But like the Mario stuff, like so if if that's really you know true and that comes out, they're not going to drop that all at the same time. I don't think. I would think they'd spread out a little bit, I, I like mean, a month or two at least. Half in of it's like, a collection, like allegedly, and yes. we don't know how much. I mean, I think that's the Corona factor. Right, that's my, that's my point. So like I'm yeah. saying is Nintendo, all we know is two games this entire year. That's all we know for a fact. And one was Animal Crossing. 
The other one's Xeno, well, we which is like, not that's not Nintendo. Oh, okay. I mean, you mean like internal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like their big games, the things that drive for them, like those those big hitters. Like we got two, so that that's all. I mean, like I said, it's it's fine. They'll be fine, I'm sure. I just and honestly, like right now, I can't play my Switch because everyone's playing Animal Crossing on it anyway, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but he's like, well, ultimately, moot point. <laughs> moot point. But you know, Moving there's on. tons of stuff. They got all the ports, Deadly Premonition, no more heroes. Like there's stuff. There's plenty of stuff. Listen to this guy. Now, everything's I, okay it's i mean fine. i think it is uh i do i think it's interesting i would love to know how much does this summer festival impact or possibly hurt what ign's plans were because it sounded like this is kind of what ign's was wanting to do right and i mean and all the big ones are almost all the big ones yeah, are there all like, here you got microsoft and sony just that alone you're like oh damn so like who who could ign have activision and and ubisoft is all that's left in nintendo maybe. now lucas might be able to help us here because keely specifically stated that he wants the summer game fest thing to be like steam's summer demo whatever mm. so he wants these folks he said and uh and i think it was reddit like an ama i saw it via tweet i saw it on twitter like you get all my news but i think it was yeah. on on reddit he said this is kind of where we want to go with it. And we're hoping that maybe next gen, these companies start releasing, you know, slices, demos for you get to try some of these games digitally. Now mm-hmm. that's been something that I think we as podcasters have wanted from E3 forever. And I got really oh, excited yeah, yeah. when Nintendo was doing that with Best Buy, right? Like you can play, mm-hmm. you know, Smash Brothers today and you got to go to Best Buy and that sucks. And they probably paid for that, right? It would be better to try those things at home. That's why I got mm-hmm. so excited for death, uh, not Death Stranding. Um, um, help me. The the horror game. I just like lost my the Kojima horror game. Silent Hill's thing. Silent uh, Hill? Yeah, but not Silent Hill. What's it called? Oh, the one that you have on your thing that nobody else can play? I just lost uh, the name of it. Shoot, what the heck's the name of it? The PT? One the, oh, Thank PT. you. Yes, Playable teaser. Hallway. I got really hallway. excited about that. <laughs> um because it was announced at E three. They were on stage and they're like, Hey, check out this weird thing that we have mm. right now. Yeah. And I was like, what is it? And I went to my console and like a bunch of people like grabbed it and, and, and loved it. There needs to be more moments like that in these, in the digital world. Yeah. Right? Like if the ex- expectation is okay, we're not going to have conferences anymore and it's all going to be digital. It's like, okay, well then you need to bring digital home. It can't just be all YouTube videos. Like do something, you know, it's out now. A teaser's out there's, now. Like let us do something. There's got to be something to bring more excitement because it was a live event with a lot of people who are getting hyped up about being there and, and seeing stuff. And if, even if you and didn't, now that's gone. even if you didn't get like hyped up for the press conference, there was a ton of news regarding hands-on, you know, impressions of games. Yeah, and that's stuff true like too. That. And like yeah. all of that goes away if it's just digital. Mm-hmm. Wonder what's going to happen to the indies. You know, they always had their little booths in the corner or whatever. Yeah, so what a, happens there? That's another big part of it. You know, and I think all of that just goes Pax's way, right? Like all of this just yeah. moves Pax's way, but still. The, prom- the promotion of indies is such a – that's an industry gap. Like that, that's needed. That needs to yeah. stay. Like, You've got to get in an indie director or be on an ID to Xbox or something like just that. Just get some get, sort of exposure. Exactly. And like mm-hmm. that's something that the companies can do to make sure that everybody else can still have a place at the mm-hmm. table. That needs to still happen. You know, And, and I, I don't think that happens as much just in a digital-only format unless you go Jeff's way. And it's like check out this awesome indie game. And you can play it today. Play a demo. Yeah, I was going to say, if they do releasable, playable demos and stuff like that, that might benefit them more because mm-hmm. I know, yep. you know, people are so. willing to buy a $15, $20 game if they can play a demo of it. Think about go, the house like party. Awesome. If it's all digital and we can stream and do reactions and then play demos live. Oh, that'd be great. We stream that the demo. Awesome. That's perfect. I'd never want to go to E3 if that was the case. <laughs> it's right. like, why go to a conference with bad 
Wi-Fi and tons of lines waiting when you can just do it all at Loud. home. It's the same. It's no different than like the movie theater analogy. It's like, why am I going to the movie theater if I can just watch it at home? It's true. So speaking of the event, as you mentioned, Xbox will have one uh, next week or this week as you're listening yeah. to it. Uh, the show, uh, they've already said they will be showing um, the Xbox Series X will be shown. Yep. Uh, they will be featuring some third-party games as well, um, and they were holding. They said this is what they're saying. They may be a surprise, who knows? But they're saying they're holding back its own Xbox Game Studios titles like Halo Infinite for an event during the summer, which is smart, I think. Like keep keep it string on. You don't need to show it yet. That's fine. But the interesting part here is Xbox has still confirmed the Series X will launch on schedule, yep. will not be delayed due to the, the coronavirus, but the games. Might. may slash will be uh, could be is really the definition but as they stated before none of the games that were coming out for the series x were going to be exclusive to the series x anyway so you can still get the series x still play everything from the other xbox on it it's fine it's not going to hinder it um what are your thoughts about that first before we get to the game conference and what they what we think they're going to show does it matter now to get the console out on time if you know you're not going to have any games for it even the ones that are cross-platform i'm sure they'll have games um, they'll have some games, like I'm sure, you know, Assassin's Creed is ready. So right, like, they'll have, parties. they'll have games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure Halo will be ready for, for launch day. Um, I think it's good that they're launching as long as they're like, if, if the, you know, if the product line of manufacturing isn't strained, if they are on schedule, like they always hope to be, then yeah, you launch. Um, I think many people have hope and optimism the world will be in a better place in six, eight months. So yeah, like there's no real need to change the plan now. Um, in my opinion. So I would go for it. And, and as far as the games thing, I was talking to Dev on the DLC show about how Game Pass kind of factors into Xbox's strategy with this. Like, it yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense for Xbox to come home uh, with your new series Xbox and give you all of the launch games at once. Cause you're going to go through them all like right then and there, pick out the ones you like. And then you, you know, then you're going to be like, what's next. And I mean, that's how we mm-hmm. consume mm-hmm. contents. The game pass thing is it's a Netflix type model, right? It's a sub. We all know subscriptions. It makes more sense for them to do the switch route. And it's like, Hey, Series X comes out with Assassin's Creed and Forza and Halo. And next month, here's this other thing. And the month after that, here's another thing. And the month after that, here's another thing. Because their focus should be, we want people to buy the hardware to subscribe and keep subscribing. You can't have long periods where nothing is coming out. That's why these things like Streets of Rage 4 and these little indie launch day and date games and moving out and stuff like that. That's why this stuff matters to game pass more than you know you, you need that to string people along keep them watching keep them playing so i think it's smart and i think he said this on his interview with ryan mccaffrey on unlocked a few weeks ago he said the xbox one's launch had too many games at launch he was like there's too many and he thought that that did was like sunset overdrive like or a disservice he's like well it was hmm. out there with rise and and halo and all these other things it's like i don't think people gave it the appreciation it deserved on launch day, because it got lost in the mix. He's like, we need to do a better job of, of you know, putting our games in a good place to succeed. And I think that's kind of what he's alluding to without saying it. You know, like, yeah, you you know, smaller launch in terms of total games, but more of that roadmap that you're looking for, Kev. More of that, here's kind of what we're looking forward to. Yeah, get the console out, get in people's hands, and then when you're ready, start dropping games. He did say, so in an interview with IGN, too, he did say that right now, due to the corona, you know, they delayed Wasteland 3. They delayed Minecraft Dungeons, as we know before. Yep. Um, you know, there's fears that Halo Infinite could see some sort of delay, too. Obviously, they do not want that. I think Microsoft is going to be gung-ho about trying to get that out. Yeah, I think that um, But But he did say right now, things right now are not easy. 
things are stretched. You can feel it in the teams they're really stretched right now. So, you know, we hate to talk about that crunch. We see how it goes. But this is a this is a different scenario. This isn't just a, a studio getting a game out on time. This is for a launch. You need something. Mm-hmm. Yes, you don't need too many games. But Halo is going to be the console mover, I think. And I think so that's, say, the, that's why I said yeah. that's the one. That's yep. the one. If, if other things start to fault, that's the thing where you move everybody this way. What yep. do you need? This game has got to be there. We're going to make it happen. Who cares about Hellblade? Let's get Halo on. Yep. You know, that's kind of what it is. Lucas, your thoughts? Seem quiet. I mean, I think they're with good reason. I think they'd be afraid not to launch holiday season, right? Yep. I mean, how do you not? That's a huge. I, I would imagine they are thinking, okay, we're going to lose a lot of money if we can't make this date. So, like you say, get the console out there and the games will follow. I think with a track record like they have, and with Game Pass and and the fact that there are games coming to it that aren't exclusive to the X, you'll be okay. I do think they'll probably scramble and get something around at the last minute and it'll be fine. Uh, but, you know, it might be a little bit sparse there until 20, mm. 20, 2021. But because uh, it's all back in Pat and all these third party games are coming, like, I don't think sparse is the right word. There's going to be plenty to play. Well, here, I mean, here's the thing. We'll complain or some people will complain. There will be a vocal part of the Internet that's like, uh, but. They'll still buy it, and that's yeah. really all they care about. You're still right going to get the Marvels Avengers. You're going to have Cyberpunk. You're going to be able to get the new patch for Cyberpunk and play it better. Mm-hmm. There's going to be how many games are going to get patched for Series X? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's going to have that smart delivery. It's going to be fixed. Anyway, it was just so. like yeah. Xbox One X. When I got my Xbox One X, I didn't buy a brand new game. I kept buying and playing. I, I bought Mafia <laughs> Three to see what it looked like in 4K. I was like, oh, it's got a patch. I got to check out the old thing. You know, that's that'll be a part of it too. Makes sense. So with that being said, last part of this and before we wrap up for tonight, Josh asked, and I want to put this question to this story directly. Uh, what do we expect to see at the Xbox event on May 7th? Is it all hype or will we see exciting things on the same level as Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Yeah, um, it was interesting because I got really excited because we've been hearing about this uh, uh, event happening. And I thought it was going to be the event we're all expecting, like the normal, here's yeah. the price, here's the date, here's the mm-hmm. games, and it's not. Mm-hmm. So we got like this news about the event. And I was like, oh, God, here it is. And it's like, well, it's third party only. I'm like, oh, well, that, that's not as cool. But still, I'm excited to see what the next right. gen looks like. We still haven't got that yet. So I'm still here for it. I'm excited. Um, the fact that it's third party only um, we know that we're going to see Assassin's Creed and they're going to be a lengthy yep. demo. I think it's cool that they've kind of aligned themselves to, to be able to show that off. That's, uh, you know, love Ubisoft. So I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there'll be another Ubisoft game there. Like we know Ubisoft has lots of games. Yep. Can we see a Watch Dogs or a Far Cry? Um, I think CD Projekt Red is probably a good bet. I don't know if they would per se, like say, here's what the Series X will do. I don't know if that's a smart move for them or not, but I mean, it just feels like they've done everything with Xbox. So it, just, it feels, it almost feels weirder to say the Xbox have this big third party presentation. They wouldn't be there. Um, the other ones, uh, Madden, 2K, like you get EA, things like that. Um, I'm still excited and waiting to see Dying Light again. Where's that yeah, in terms true. of new games? Like we said on, um, we said in the Discord, I know I, I reached out on Twitter and I got replies. Uh, do we see like Final Fantasy VII on Xbox type of thing? And or mm. do we see um, like the Marvel Avengers could pop mm. up again? Like I keep going back to like all the games we saw last time. Yeah, yeah. Do we see any of those come forward? And does that mythical WB game show up? Could be. It could be. That's a good question. So I'm a little torn here. So personally, I think like we're going to see Assassin's Creed. We know that. And I think we're going to see a lot of Assassin's Creed is kind of the first game we can really see what the Series X does. And I think we're going to get a lot of technical specs 
maybe some features and stuff like that going on. Like, I think there's gonna be a lot of talk on, you know, the 4K, the ray tracing, Gigaflop. smart delivery. Like, I'm afraid, I'm not, I shouldn't say I'm afraid, but I think there's gonna be a lot of talk around the technical stuff of it to get that, not out of the way, but kind of just out there. So every time you hear about the Series X again, after that is going to be games, you know, prices, launch date. Like, you're going to focus on that. I'm, I agree with you on CD Projekt Red, but if CD Projekt Red is participating in this games thing over the summer, they got nothing else to show. I mean, they could just keep showing the same thing. Right. But I mean, like, so then why have a special yeah. presser for yeah. this? I mean, I don't know. I agree with you. It makes sense because they, they've been doing all the, the marketing stuff with them. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, Josh, that we're going to get any new announcements out of this. Like, I don't think we're going to see a new game just for Series X announced here or anything like that. Like, I think it's going to be just seeing some of the stuff we know that Donnie said that is out there. Do you just think the Batman could be announced with it? I don't think so. It wouldn't be exclusive, obviously, but like just announced, like there's something to just like, here's the well, new WB Batman was on game. the list for that event. I so I, I don't think they'd, they'd waste it on that because they okay. don't have anything else in the works except for that supposedly. And the Harry Potter one that got leaked like a year ago. Yep. So I'd crap my pants if that happened though. Harry Potter? No, Batman. I feel like I we'll get an announcement. I do feel like we'll get a game that we don't know about announced. It would feel weird for Xbox to go so far out of their way to say, like, hey, we're having this event for games. That, you know, there's not an announcement. I feel like we would get but, an announcement, something announced. But this event is to unveil the Series X. So I think they want to focus on that versus making a new announcement. Like, hey, everyone, you can finally see this thing and what it does. And here's the real you know rundown. And here's some demo I, of how it works. I think it'll be important that they very uh, easily and understandably show the difference between yep. the yep. X and the one or, or here's whatever. why Valhalla is better on better. series. Yes. Yeah. And it's just, yep. it's gotta be, it's, we're going to see side by sides and on all this. Yes. I don't want long tech stuff. I want quick. Here's how fast it loads. See? It's so gradual that people who are regularly playing video games might not even notice much of a difference, yep. like ray tracing in action while you're playing a game isn't really that noticeable, but in a game where you stop and you view the scenery and you look at what's around you, right? then you'll see it, you know? So we'll see a lot of these. I think we should see a lot of these like sweeping vistas and, and yes. battle torn streets, you know, and, and stuff like that. Things that are going to hopefully jo- drop the jaws, you know, which you Assassin's know? Creed, I think could do that. How yeah. did you guys, what did you guys think of the hollow, by the way? Looks good. Yeah, I agree. I think it looked pretty good. Seen anything about it? (laughs) What? I haven't seen a thing. I have been so far removed from the Assassin's Creed uh, games. I have Odyssey Origins. 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 Odyssey Creed. Those are both games. Yes, I have. (laughs) You're correct. I get them. I get them confused. But Origins, and I still haven't booted it up, and I want to because I heard that it's a return to uh, the best parts of the series and what makes it great. But, uh, you know, there's so much else on the plate right now that mm-hmm. it's kind of shoved in the background. But Vikings, I mean, I'm excited about Vikings. That's great. Uh, and I want to see it. It's just, you know, not something that I've been drawn drawn to lately. But yeah. that I've, will, I agree, that would be a great game to show the differences. And I picked well, Alfred the Great out while we were watching the live stream. I was just throwing darts at a dartboard, but I was happy when and I was like, <laughs> yes, Donnie Smart knows history stuff. I hope there's like I, some... Beowulf stuff in there. I, I get really excited about it. Like, there's a lot. There's I mean, lot. I think based on the last couple of games, they're definitely not afraid to go into the fictional parts sure. of it. So I think we will see. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, Alfred the Great, I mean, I, I guess there's always a perspective of everything. And the Vikings probably wouldn't think of it, but there's a reason why he's called Alfred the Great. It's because right. he, like, he treated against the Vikings. He kind of led mm-hmm. them into, like, kind of an age of alignment. He's a nice guy. By historical standards, he's 
respected as a good person. So I think it's hilarious that like he's like this evil king. Like right off the get go, I was like, well, yeah, this is their Assassin's Creeding, you know, telling their own history, kind of right. being loose with it, which I think well, I appreciate. I think it looks great, but I, my I'm hit or miss with Assassin's Creeds. I never finished them, especially not the new ones. They're just right. forever long. Odyssey was that way, yep. but I very much enjoyed playing Odyssey. But there is something comforting about buying the new awesome box that can do all the awesome things and then yeah. using Assassin's Creed to do it. Because if there's a game yeah. to do it, yeah. that's it. You can play the game mean, forever and it's going to look beautiful to be awesome. Ubisoft is good at that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Far Cry, any of their series is just... I mean, I did that when I bought my PS4. One of the first games I got was Black Flag yeah. on PS4. So it was like, yeah. well, it was one of the first games I had was Assassin's Creed. And that's one of the I few Assassin's Creed about- I beat. I never cared about boating so much as I have at this very moment. No, I hated the boating parts. I just got to and those as quick as possible and moved on. I'm not super into Halo. So, like, there literally exists a chance that I come home with Series X and play Assassin's Creed, like, way more than Halo. I think that's probably very likely, actually. Right, like, that, that day, that weekend, it's like... I'll, well, you don't need to buy Halo anyway. It's on Game Pass. Right. So you, yeah. I'm definitely going to play Halo, but, like, I'm oh, yeah, not going to yeah, play yeah. Halo first. Sure. Personally, for me, uh, I am possibly amping up to pre or pre-order but uh actually buy one of the new systems around launch it'll be a new thing for me but Xbox. this is really going to be the he's first. never played in the exclusives donnie and sony it doesn't matter he's gonna get game pass since all the power his pc can't do then he's got to cancel humble bundle and all that other stuff because it's the same thing <laughs> anyway, i mean and it's better it's be, honestly it'll be the first volley and you know what will be a long and hard war of trying to get my attention uh, you know, so they better come out with something that really wows because mm. people like me who, you know, keep their wallets close to their hearts, it's it's going to be tough. Well, to then win. it's Game Pass. That's like, <laughs> like that wins the argument for you right out of the gate. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, well, I have it on PC. Do I really need it on another box and mm-hmm. split my time? You just have both. Yes. Because right. because you imagine he's never played Last of Us. He's never played God of No, War. I mean, I'm not. Never played Infamous. Lucas, like, I want you. I Spider-Man? definitely want you to play all the great PlayStation <laughs> games. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to deprive you from that. But knowing you and your wallet, I mean, I think Game Pass and Xbox makes the most sense for you. Unless it comes out at $150. Because here's the thing. You can buy a PlayStation, but I don't. I mean, unless he just waits to the end of the generation, I don't think he's going to buy all those games as they come out. Well, it depends on what. We don't know. Maybe the, maybe PS Now is a, I think is a just, more prominent thing in the future. buy a PlayStation 4 and play them now. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like you said, I'd buy the new thing and then just spend all my money on rebuying things that came out a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Whereas Game Pass, you know. I wonder if, like, games – I wonder how many games from this gen will get some sort of next – like, will, art, will Red Dead Redemption 2 get an upgrade on Series X? You know, like mm, stuff like that. I think, like, so. I think they're yeah. big yeah. games already. Like, will Odyssey get touched up? Will we hear about that next, like this week? Like, hey, like, you remember Odyssey? This is a giant game. It's getting all the updates that the new one's getting too. Like, I could Bio see this Shock collection remastered <laughs> again. again. Re re remastered. 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 The definitive the edition. Oh gosh. <laughs> Darksiders 2, the definitive edition, oh, God. remastered. All of it. Just put it all in. We mean it edition. <laughs> this is the last time we're porting this game edition. Oh, it plays Skyrim, Row, everybody. Saints Row Collection remastered, uh, mastered for. But I mean, I anyway. so like, as an Xbox, like if they were like, hey, uh, Forza Horizon 3, you know, 4K60 and all of like new, new things, like we've patched the game. And, like any of those old games, like Hellblade. 
look how much better the old Hellblade now plays. Things like that, I would still be not like will it hype make for the it, game better though, but will be excited to replay them. <laughs> Just disregard will it make Kevin's it a good game. Graphics make all statement. the games better. Hellblade is an amazing uh, game. Sure, sure it is. Anyway, Donnie, where can people find you if they want to follow your other shenanigans online? Uh, follow us over at Shack Life on Twitter at Shack Life and uh, join me in my compadres as we talk about the Nintendo things as Donnie continues to not play Animal Crossing and not doing any of the things that all the Nintendo fans are doing right now. So, yeah, that. So why are you on Shack? Right. Okay. Good point. Just check it. <laughs> Just I, hand it over to the new guys. Let them. I, let them. I ask myself that every week. I'm just come back when like a Mario or Zelda comes out. Just dude, I play Kunai. I'm playing okay. Telling Lies. I'm the one person that's over there doing anything other than that. You're playing the weird stuff. <laughs> Man of my own heart, Lucas. Where can people find you, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, on Twitter at Heavy Metal underscore Riff. I do another podcast called Flux to Pose. We just <gasps> released. We just released another radio. Uh, volume where we take OC remixes, which is video game music, and uh, I don't know, pretend to be disc jockeys. I guess. Did you do Streets of Rage edition? No, they don't make. They don't have enough remixes of Streets of Rage. It's all. Uh, it's all go straight, and that's it. The the mm. first song from Streets of Rage too. So one of the best. But you still. guys opened the um, show this past week. We pushed it to the limit. Yeah, we did. I we was went kicking back to, it, man. Shows I, I was I, like. Mm. Uh. Back to the roots. We always do good when we go back to the. And then they started talking. I was just like, "Oh, no, this is terrible." (laughs) And then he turned it off and started streaming the song instead. You're like, I just like the song. I just realized that's all I like about this. Um, Why do they keep talking over it? And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm on Discord Land, PSVG Discord Land, and talk every once in a while. So, by the way, Donnie, don't feel bad. I'm not playing Animal Crossing either. I mean, there's no expectation for me to other than I'm fine. I'm. Most people won't be playing Xenoblade and I will. It's cool. Yep. It just, it does okay. feel disassociating because not only am I not playing it, but I mean, like, everybody loves, like, it's the greatest thing ever. Everyone's mm-hmm. talking about moving oh. their rocks and yeah. getting battles and uh, turnips. And Kevin called it. I mean, not that it, like, it didn't need to be called. It's pretty self evident. I'm not a huge Animal Crossing fan, but I will say this. I mean, I liked New Leaf a lot more. Like, this one in particular. I would cut bait on real quick. I started like they started crafting, started telling me all this. I was like, "Oh no, I'm not doing this. No, this is ridiculous." No, 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 no. It's very give you money and give me things. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Because I was like, "Wait a minute, what? I got to keep building shovels. I got to keep building this. I got to keep doing this. You want how many of it? Oh no, this is not the game for me. It's. I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad that everybody loves it. I really, really am. Yeah. But uh, the direction was a hard turn away from anything. Donnie was already like loosely connected. And then they could have <laughs> went right or left. Right would have made me more connected. Left would have completely. And that's where they went. They just turned away. They're like, Absolutely not. But hey, your wife and kids are playing it. They so, love it. You know. There you go. That's it. Um, so everybody, make sure you hit up the website, psvg.blog, to find all the great PSVG stuff, our Discord links, our Patreon links, if you're so inclined, YouTube, Twitch, the whole nine, everything's up there. Uh, you can follow me if you want to, at PSVG Kevin on all of the social medias and gaming platforms, if you so desire. Um, I am trying to plan a game night, hopefully. Maybe do a little bit Fortnite with the fans or something of that nature coming up soon. So stay tuned to the Twitter for that announcement. I just got to find a good date and time to make that happen. Um, but yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for telling a friend. But most important that we ask is always that you never stop gaming. Gaming. Oh, God. This has been a PSVG production. 
Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.